What am I doing? Just reading it? Listen up, shitheads. This episode contains <laughs> scenes of graphic violence, coarse language, and, if we did our jobs right, disturbing subject matter. Listener discretion is heavily advised. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we get it. Stuff is heavy. And space is it's big. big. But if you don't do your part to prevent space trash from building up, Gate City could become inaccessible in your lifetime. We're with the Gate City Void Cleaning Association. And we're here to let you know something you might not know already. Did you know that Gate City has its own gravity well? And no, we're not talking about artificially generated nanogravity. The station has enough mass that it will capture small passing objects in its orbit. Did you know that humanity's journey to the stars was almost made impossible by the sheer amount of junk our ancestors pumped into space? We almost couldn't safely leave the atmosphere. That means that throwing your old firearms, religious texts, or bladed weapons will only add to the problem. And in no more than a century could contribute to real space traffic to and from Gate City. Becoming impossible. Only, only you can prevent space litter. This message is endorsed by the Gate City Administration and paid for with funds from the Gate City Endowment Committee. Hello and welcome to The Stars Aren't All Right, an actual play podcast using the Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing system. My name is Brian and I will be your keeper for this evening, if you're listening to it in the evening. If you're listening to the morning, you can get fucked. Uh, just kidding. That's good. That's good content, right? It's just to tell your listeners to get fucked right into the gate. I think that's good. That feels right. That feels right. Um, Fuck you, audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, what we can do is, Alex, can I get a an everyday activity, like a very boring everyday activity? Blowing your nose. Uh, blowing your nose. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go around and uh, we're going to list the way that our character blows their nose weirdly, uh, just to fuck it up again. Like, what's the weird way your character blows their nose? Uh, and to fuck it up again, uh, I'm going to not start with Alex. I'm going to start with uh, Tom. Lift blows their nose by sneaking up on someone and then blowing their nose. <laughs> 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 so, uh, don't ask me about the mechanics. <laughs> Miracles happen every day. That, that sounds like an extreme success to me, honestly. Uh, hell yeah. Okay, uh, Catherine? Juno blows her nose very daintily to begin with, or at least when she's in public. But when she's alone in the comfort of her own home, it is disgusting and explosive and wet and terrible. <laughs> terrible. I can just, Juno like doesn't cover her nose at all when she's in the house, but which I, I include what I imagine when Percy was there. Like, oh, it yeah. Was just like, oh, like, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> like Percy's there. He's like briefing you and you're just like, like staring straight. I'm just, ah, yeah. <laughs> just like spray him. <laughs> he has to pretend like nothing has happened. Yeah. Yeah. She has. But but to to keep up appearances in public, very just itchy, itchy, itchy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to be fair, it karmically balanced because uh, you know you blew your nose on Percy, and then he blew his got his brains blown out That's, on you. So come on, Brian. It's, it's basically the same. Was that was that 
not good. I mean, Juno barely saw him as a person, but that's too far. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. My bad. My B. Uh, Leah. Glade would just not blow her nose, hold it in and blow your brains out instead. <laughs> the answer to your question is violence. I would do, I would do violence about it. Similar to lift, but different. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we all come up with some different skills after being a reaper. That's true. We're talking about your nose, not your emotions. I mean... Those are stored in the nose. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the humors are only balanced. I'd let them Alex. That's actually a plot point, I think, of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I think it is. Like there's a nose-based religion. That sounds very Douglas Adams. I would yeah. believe that completely. Already Alex. Hi, uh, my name's Alex Collins. I'll be playing uh, P. Horden Shitty, a disgraced political operative whose arrest during the Gategate scandal of 2836 resulted in the downfall of the Giga Nixon administration. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, P. Horden Shitty would uh, blow his nose by um, doing it on a space Democrat. Uh, and <laughs> I, and I will actually be playing as Piotr Gaius Maitland, uh, and Piotr doesn't blow his nose; it just constantly drips. <laughs> yeah. So, out of three out of the four of us who answered the question on how they blow their nose, three people don't blow their nose. <laughs> I also just want to point out that the question was how you blow your nose, and and you and you described sneezing. You described how your character would sneeze. You uh, said a chew, and you said like, rah, What and is like, a sneeze? So I'm just concerned that I'm sitting with, at a table with people <laughs> who don't know how to blow their nose. What is a sneeze if not Mother Nature deciding that you're blowing your nose whether you want to or not? How I couldn't have said it more poetic myself. Exactly. <laughs> Deflection! Yeah, I, I do not accept this explanation. Okay, well, well I guess okay. you heard it here first. Alex hates Mother Nature and probably all women. Just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and the Giga Nixon regime, which is insane. No, that's I'm actually... a libertarian, thank you. <laughs> all righty. Um, well... Let's get into a little recap, or as I called it at the top of episode two, a recock. I heard that so many times. I was like, am I going to record that? Nah, nah, it could be a recock. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, before I get into that, I just wanted to shout out our name neighbors. So we came up with episode, uh, episode by episode three is when we came up with the t- actual title for our podcast, The Stars Aren't All Right. And that was just kind of like off the cuff. It seemed kind of, you know, funny or whatever. But then we didn't realize that there's another Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast called Stars Are Right, which is actually the same uh, bit of Lovecraftian lore that we're referencing. But we definitely recommend giving them like a shot. If uh, you're looking for a Call of Cthulhu actual play that talks about come way less than we do, (laughs) it's uh, it's much better. It's like so if that's if that's your vibe, if you've been like the Call of Cthulhu is good, but all the come talk is, is less good. Then uh, that's that's right up your alley. Uh, so yeah, go check out the stars are right. They do lots of cool stuff. In any case, let's talk about our podcast now. So previous uh, session, previous episode slash session, uh, you guys suited up 
and leapt into the void together. Uh, you quickly realized that uh, while 12 hours of oxygen seems like a lot, making it last over a 30-kilometer journey is a fucking challenge. After being in space for a short period, the leather-bound tome that Piotr had stole from Eusagicity started vibing up against his nether regions, and uh, his eyes were drawn to a particular star. He experienced a vision of the star seeming to rush towards him as space broke into angry red shards. He was then paralyzed for an hour, uh, carted around by Lyft and Doug. The next note I have is lethal radiation, all in caps, and ad nauseum, uh, which I feel like is <laughs> pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, Lyft through America at drones in space almost entirely successfully. So, you know, guns and Bibles, just uh, just making it happen. <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, despite all that nonsense, uh, y'all made it about 18 kilometers before running low enough on oxygen. You figured you'd duck into the Nexus market for a refill. While haggling, Piotr tried to hawk the Librum Dementi to a creepy shopkeeper who opened it up and went a little bit silly, uh, before disappearing into the back of the shop. You refilled your oxygen in the interim, uh, but as you were leaving, you were confronted by three Jesuits led by this scar-faced man. Lyft stepped forward to negotiate. Uh, Juno, however, took the negotiation tactic of murder and shot the scar-faced man, knocking him on his ass. Uh, this initiated a firefight in which Lyft received a major wound, which I forgot to tell you last time because you uh, lost more of your... Uh, uh, I, I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but you managed to stay conscious and you stunned the other Jesuits with a well-timed oxygen tank explosion caused by knife, uh, cause we are keeping the realism fucking pumping on this podcast. Uh, as I mean, it's cool. Rule of cool always wins. Rule of cool always wins. As the scar-faced man rose to his feet, another emaciated Jesuit stepped out of the shadows. His eyes rolled into the back of his head and our heroes felt a great psychic pressure settle on them. Almost all of you shrugged it off except for Juno who froze and Glade, who saw a vision of her father's dead body being feasted on by a small boy with bruises on his neck. The boy offered Glade some of the entrails, saying, I'm ready to share now. And family values. Family values. <laughs> this Sharing podcast is, is sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> podcast is sponsored by Focus on the Family. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like right. I should also give out the like the Canadian phone number for like emergency mental health. Yeah, <laughs> we should put that in the trigger warnings. Honestly. We should. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a trigger warning for this one. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Glade's backstory is a trigger warning. It's true. It says emotional damage in all caps at several points in it. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you guys find yourselves um, in varying degrees of cover and also varying degrees of gunshot wound uh, in the the O2 shop in the Nexus market. So Lyft, you are still conscious but fading fast. Glade, you are right the fuck out of it. Um, that leaves Juno and Piotr. Where we had last left off, I believe, was pretty much the top of the round. The... Scarfaced man seemed to be waiting for something. So that will bring us to Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Acupuncture sucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, I reach into my pocket. I get one of my five stim packs. 
and I jam it in my thigh. Oh, I turn around. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. We're leaving. We're leaving fast. And I try to rally the much slower professor with his weird book and make sure that Dougie Boy is all right. Okay. For our audience, could you, if you have it up there, uh, could you remind us what stim packs do? They are a, a homebrewed item. This is an item in the game that provides the user with temporary hit points. This will not fix our dear lift. It is problematic for me, um, but it does moderately solve the problem. It will grant me 1d6 temporary hit points. It cannot grant any amount of HP over my HP maximum, and it grants one bonus dice to any strength or combat checks. Um, both temp HP and the bonus dice last for 2d10 minutes. And drugs are highly addictive, kids. Stay away, unless, you know, it's you safe. Are. Here we go. Yep, I've got two roll things. Yep, so 2d10. So he's going to roll 2d10 to determine how many minutes. Uh, 20, or, yeah, three minutes. Two plus one is three. Two plus one is three. Uh, uh, yeah. Three minutes of your 1d6 temporary hit points. Go ahead and roll that. I'm going to roll as well. You could re-roll a one if you get oh. that. Just because... On the on the time or on the hit points? On the hit points. On the hit okay, points. I got a four for my hit points. So oh, hope. okay. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, I will use this surge of vitality to try and rally the troops that I can, seeing that both Juno... And Glade seem to be a bit... Wibbly-wobbly. Wibbly-wobbly. Uh, yes, um, wheezing, bent over, reaching for duct tape at my side. I'm trying to move everyone out of the way. Get the get the boys back towards the chamber where we entered so we can close the doors. Uh, you guys are pretty far from the, the airlock. Wow. Uh, you guys had to, had to walk a decent distance. Shit. I would say there would be the option... For you guys, you know that this the guy, the proprietor of this shop, uh, brought you, or he kind of left to the back. He didn't bring you yes. to the back, but he, he brought he uh, he went to the back after he got a little silly from uh, Piotr's book. So you know that's a potential okay. retreat option. Um, Jumping the counter, then if 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 it's if I cannot walk to safety to try and find some peace to fix the hole in my chest. Um, Jumping the counter over the shop to gain cover is the next best alternative. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're basically kind of signaling to everybody, like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. But doing so, yeah, still in incredible pain. We need to move very quickly, everyone. Very quickly. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Did you did you see? I think I I think I really got him. I I really did it. I I shot him. I oh oh my god. No, don't look at me. You see this, like, what spreading is... blood stain. <gasps> what, is, what is wrong with you? Are you... No, I... Come with me. Piotr's just going to go, um, Faith. Yeah. And then just kind of head nod to the still standing Jesuits over there. One of whom looks like he's about to engage in some type of demonic ritual. Yeah. And how many Jesuits are there again? Uh, so there, there were three Jesuits and, um, like, three gunmen. In addition to the scar-faced man, uh, so one gunman was straight up 
killed when the oxygen tank exploded. The other two are flat out. They're kind of stunned, so they've lost their turns this round. So we're saying, yeah, we are still very much in, in combat order. Yeah. Um, then there is the Scar-Faced Man, and then this new uh, Wrinkle Pants, who has stepped up. Yes. I do appreciate Juno uh, jumping combat order to try to make it about her, though. That's, to be fair, yeah. it actually was Juno's turn next. So. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Well, then I'll shut the fuck up, I <laughs> well, guess. Well, fuck you. Catherine's over here pretending like she knew that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 Don't I'm, call me out. <laughs> Wait, quick question. Like, Glade's not, like... This is an good. interesting... Yeah, Glade is not okay. This like the stars are not all right for for Glade. Right. Okay. Um, are you going to insert like some type of fucking musical thing after you say that? Like the stars are not all right for Glade. Dun, dun! <laughs> <laughs> well, I am now. Yeah. So like I'm visibly. I'm assuming visibly. Like yeah. So it would have actually. Over? It would have I... been your turn first. Um, I'll kind of leave that actually up to Glade. Like so, you missed your turn. Because you were, you know, obviously saw that crazy shit that you saw. Uh, what would that look like for Glade? I feel like Glade would be on her knees, doubled over, kind of like gripping her like hair, head buried in the ground, kind of like rocking back and forth a little bit. That is fair enough. I would say I actually and I do believe I forgot to get the, you to do this last time. Go ahead and make a sanity Wait, check. What? For me. Are you sure? I think I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I didn't. All right. The problem with things being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> There's evidence. That's a failure. Failure. Okay. Go ahead and roll 1d10 for me. Oh, a d10. <laughs> it was originally going to be a d12, but that felt mean. One? One. You take one point of sanity damage. Oh. That's a fucking Too lucky bad. roll. <laughs> All righty. Uh, yeah, so that will bring us to Juno's turn. So Juno, uh, was validating yourself your turn or, or did you have like another action? <laughs> I'm going to be so exhausted by the end of this session. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Um, Alex brings up a good point. Would Juno want to shoot somebody else or help lift? Can you send me just the recording of Alex brings up a good point? So I can... <laughs> <laughs> just every morning when you wake up, just <sighs> <laughs> a new ringtone incoming. <laughs> I don't know. I think Juno needs to decide that. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say, actually. Uh, stay in your fucking lane. No, I was kidding. That was, that was a good point. That's exactly what I was wow. going to say. Wow. Alex does that all the time. Yeah. He You're right. He calls me out. <laughs> I feel so bad for calling you out. I because because I try to make a habit of never calling anyone out. Anyway, Juno, what dumb thing? You <laughs> <laughs> this episode is going to take so long to record. <laughs> uh, but no, so serious. Uh, not a dumb thing. That's a very good question. But I do agree with Leah. I think that it, it's kind of up to Juno. So Juno's going to be... do what? What I like originally. She's so excited. She's so excited. She like actually got a shot off and and she did miss her second shot, but she has this huge magnum. She's like being pushed back from it. She's shot off two shots from it. And she is like, look what I've done. Look what, look at me. <laughs> I've done it. Um, and in that excitement, looks over at Lyft and sees this like gushing wound and this stim pack like needle out of his leg. And 
uh, she's going to kind of fall into what she knows and what she was brought up doing, especially her her mentor, Tenjin, brought her through first aid and all of these things within the church. Uh, and so she's going to try and do her best to stabilize Lyft. Yeah. You're behind the counter, please, Faith. Behind the counter. I will say, so the, the way that first aid works in this is that uh, first aid is typically used on, I think, I think it's on people who are at zero hit points to like stabilize them as you say somebody who's like unconscious uh bleeding out to prevent them from bleeding out um you could use it after the fact like you can take i believe it's 10 minutes to do a first aid uh check to like restore some health i believe no yeah there's the first aid and then there's the medicine heals yeah first aid and medicine are different let me let me take a look i'm gonna double check that because i yeah you seem confident and uh last time i I pulled you up on a rules thing. You told me the page in the keeper's rule book that it was. So, but that was also like that was my skill. That's like the skill. This is you can tell me I'm wrong. I will wait until he has nothing. <laughs> no, it... I I'm just seeing if oh. yeah. So I believe that first aid can heal one hit point if you are unconscious. Mm. I also love how you notice him, but not me. Yeah. <laughs> People notice. Physical injuries more than they mental illness is real. Mental illness is real, but people recognize physical injury before mental. Well, that is decidedly not a one. It's a sixty-three. So my medicine check won't work. (laughs) I was incorrect about that. Yeah. So the yeah we can do the. Uh, you can do first aid if you want. It will grant at most one hit point if you are successful. So totally up to you if that's what you would like to do. Juno is going to look at Lyft and behind the counter <coughs> and look at his wound. <laughs> Don't mind me. I, oh, this is, this is bad. Yeah. This is worse than I know I can, I can help. I can help. I can help. I have duct tape. I'm going to use one luck point. Will I get more HP if it's an extreme success? Uh, I think it is just one hit point. First aid just does one hit point. I think on medicine, medicine you can potentially get like good stuff on an extreme success. But I will say that that's awesome that you got an extreme success. What will you give me? Praise? <laughs> give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Praise. Good job. Um, can we give him more temporary HP? Yeah, fuck it up. Let's do it. You can get one permanent hit point. You get one extra temporary hit points. Extreme success. Let's reward the extreme success. Okay. Hell yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Just shove any cloth in there for the time being. We can fix it later. Um, I think Lyft uh, pulls the duct tape out of his pocket. Um, and it's actually Doug tape, so it has little pictures of Doug <laughs> on it. And he just looks at that, and that gives him the little boost he needs. I also like to imagine that because they're drinking leftover soup and spending all their rent money and booze, that's like you have like crates and crates of Doug tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I could only order, you know, it, it by the like ton. So <laughs> I thought it would be a great knickknack, but I had to buy it in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, you should be yeah. you should be okay. Yeah, that's we'll get you we'll get you somewhere safe. I've got four more impacts. Uh, we'll need to close the wound. But uh, yeah, 
The Jesuits are missing their turn because they got uh, tanked, yo. Yeah. Uh, that will bring us to... Uh, well, actually, it would be Doug. Doug is going to make a roll. Is anyone looking at Doug right now? I think Piotr would because he's still standing it's in not. the hallway. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine Glade is looking at Doug right now. Uh, but so, sorry, Piotr? Yeah, because Piotr's still in the hallway and Doug's still in the hallway. Okay. Sorry, when you say hallway, I'm not picturing you guys are, I like, I think, I thought you guys were in the shop itself. Yeah, but we're facing off of the Jesuits, right? And so yeah. the last thing that Piotr did was chuck a uh, oxygen canister at him. Yeah. Um, are the Jesuits kind of outside the shop? Or are they yes, the shop? they're outside the shop. Okay, yeah. so Piotr is maybe on the threshold of the shop. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. word, 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 word. All right. I just want to make sure we were on the same page. Glade, you hear just a, like while you're you're still hearing this like horrifying chewing sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just hear almost just that like the very edge of your hearing. Uh, just Glade, Glade. Glade. I just realized I was doing the solid snake thing. Snake. <laughs> Glade. But it doesn't break through, unfortunately. Uh, okay. That will bring us to Piotr. Okay. So I just want to set the scene here. Um, there is a uh, shop full of oxygen tanks behind me. I'm standing on the threshold of that shop. Outside the shop in this space station type of low, dingy um environment there's broken panels there's flickering lights there's general filth and grunginess and uh 20 30 maybe 40 40 for the the furthest one feet away uh there is one standing scarred man there is one dead jesuit of christ there are two stunned jesuits of christ and there's the uh freaky matilda child rolling eyes back in the head jesuit of christ who is making psychic terror unleash upon the world Mm mm-hmm uh, and standing uh, between um, these mercenaries and uh, all of his friends is Piotr. And, and that's it. Doug is off trying to help Glade. And there's a 63-year-old grad student standing there. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. that the situation, It sounds Ryan? like you have it pretty much surrounded. Yeah, that's, that's, that's 100% what's going down, for sure. Okay. Piotr's going to try to disguise himself as an oxygen tank. That's impossible. <laughs> so, I will be rolling. Uh, but sorry, but wait, wait, wait. How? How? Before you roll. Uh, so that's what does that a mean? Hard success. <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? Piotr's going to try to be an oxygen tank. I'm not the He's keeper, Brian. Yeah. In the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just tell me, tell me how that works. Tell me how that works, please. There is a disguise. There's Yo. a yeah. I understand. There's a disguise. You know what else there is? Accounting. I, you, you, you can't just be like, I'm going to account the, out of this situation. <laughs> you know, like, it's a hard success. Success. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I understand that it's a hard success. It's He's just, around a bunch of oxygen tanks. Even Peter, He's an educated man. Peter and the Hunger Games took a minute, man. Like he wasn't in the middle of a like firefight painting himself. Like okay, well, if we're down to Stephanie Jones or Meyer or whatever her name is, levels of storytelling, then fuck it. Let's cut this podcast here. He disguises himself as an oxygen tank. Roll your dice. <laughs> 
I <laughs> I need to know how 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 does he, he do it? He hides behind an oxygen tank. Okay. So that's less of a disguise yourself as an oxygen tank. I mean, from the perspective of the Jesuits, <laughs> I, act- I don't understand the difference between disguise and stealth, but I rolled stealth and it's a hard success. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I act cylindrical and shiny. Uh. No butt-ass <laughs> bullshit from the DM. <laughs> <laughs> that there is no point in this podcast before or after this that i will enjoy more than than how upset brian (laughs) 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 fucking was i do appreciate that the game has now become to just suggest things that enrage me and and that's always been the game it's not a bad game i'm not saying it shouldn't be the game it's always been the game all right i'm gonna make a couple spot hidden checks uh you got a hard success so I'm going to give them a penalty dice uh, just to reward you for not actually wanting to disguise yourself as a uh, oxygen tank. <laughs> you can't reward this kind of behavior. Don't yeah. what the problem is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's an extreme success on the first one. <laughs> it's He rolled a 16 and a 6. So at least a hard success. But I don't understand how this disguise didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he saw you doesn't mean he has to attack you. That's true. Although... He is the dude with the thing that they want, though. Oh. (laughs) And we've already established that oxygen tanks explode. Yeah. Which, in reality, they do. Oh, yeah, that's... Well, actually, no, it's not an extreme success. It is just a hard success. Okay, so it's matched to me. It's matched. Yeah. Uh, Which I believe, in this case... Let's just do rollies. Okay. Pick a dice. Pick a a denomination of dice. Uh, D4. D4. Holy Bold. shit. Bold Why would you choose maneuver. a D4? Man. All right, ready, here Chaotic go. Chaotic man. I rolled a one. I rolled a one. Oh, oh shit. God. Roll again. Do it again. <gasps> I got a two. I got a one again. Ah! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. So Scarface man doesn't see you, and that's all for the rest of them. Uh, do, 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 do. What's going on? Fail. 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 Then this is actually, this is the one that's going to be... This is Psychic Man? Yeah, but uh, his eyes are rolling back in his head, so he's also got a penalty dice action going. That is actually a fail for him. That is, this is not one of his things. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> you motherfucker. You, uh, you can just see everyone is, everyone out there is focused on the gunman. Right, And as you point out, Piotr is a fecal matter smeared 63-year-old grad student 63 year old 67 uh 63 63 year old grad he student. looks like he's 67 he looks like he's 67 yeah for sure and he also uh looks like an oxygen tank <laughs> <laughs> indistinguishable from the oxygen tanks uh piotr disappears uh behind them or amongst them really and uh, if this was a movie it would be impossible for the audience to even know uh, that it wasn't just a rack of oxygen tanks. Because uh, oxygen tanks in the future um, are just really, like, wrinkly and <laughs> defeated. <sighs> Smelly. It's it's weird how these storage containers for gas have sunken, defeated eyes. It's, you know? Exactly, exactly. And 
it's just wonderful to create a world for your friends to play in, you know, and, and just like really and have them refuse to do so. Yeah. You know, I mean, I it's fine. It's good. Anyway, you. Yeah. So you managed to successfully stealth in uh, behind these uh, fucking oxygen tanks. OK, so to recap, we have oxygen tank, Piotr, Juno and Lyft have ducked behind the counter. You're patching up Lyft at the moment. Glade, you're still off in fucking La La Land. I will say that what's appearing before you, this vision that Glade is having, it's not necessarily blocking out the rest of what's happening. So, but it's just everything you're, it's kind of like hearing it through a door. Uh, so you, you know, you are still seeing in your peripherals of people move around, but obviously the vision before you has just kind of totally captured your attention. Mm-hmm. You hear what sounds like a solid hammer of gunfire. And it, it, even that, that like almost like shakes you out of, of what's happening. Juno lift and oxygen tank. You guys just see uh, the paladin. Uh, sorry, the scar-faced man. Spoilers. The scar-faced man. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> oh, no. The scar-faced man just in a, in a attempt to, you know, make sure you guys are keeping your heads down behind that counter unleash six shots so quickly that it's as if it's almost one gunshot. There's just a slight staccato nature to the report of the gun that lets you know that it is actually six separate shots and all of the like exploding uh, bits of back wall and items that are up on on behind the counter. Uh, And that will be his turn. Yes, sir. Can I roll a spot hidden to see if I noticed what type of gun he was using? You want to say yes, but you're not happy with me right now. That's exactly so. what it is. <laughs> it's like, I can't think of a single reason why not. <laughs> uh, except that you did already use your action. No, yeah, for sure. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Fail. A fail. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Thanks. Didn't notice. That will bring us to Glade. Glade, this vision before you. Go ahead and make a power check for me. Success. Just a regular success? Regular success. Okay. Brian just turned into Gollum looking for the right dice. <laughs> what dice, precious? It is extremely hard for this guy to fail a power check. But, but he did. He did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's not like nothing so dramatic as this vision melting away before your eyes. It's just there is that hammer of noise and your head jerks up and you kind of like flinch instinctively. And then you look. And that vision that was before you is gone. Glade, what would you like to do with your turn? Fuck. Um, (laughs) What? Okay, well, I feel like Glade is just, like, panting and sweating heavily. Okay. And I'm assuming Doug's right beside me. Uh, yes. Yeah. I look around, and I guess I only see four of us. Uh, yeah, you, so you actually, yeah. Um, there does seem to be one more oxygen tank. Oxygen tank. (laughs) (laughs) Please do a spot hidden check to count the oxygen (laughs) oxygen tank covered in shit. No, you know what you'd use for that? Accounting. That's what you'd fucking use. You sure it's not anthropology? I mean, it could be anthropology. You could make a case for anthropology given, you know what? Maybe. What are the mating rituals of oxygen tanks? I'm just going to say next round, there was never any oxygen tanks and it's just all Jesuits and they all just (laughs) succeeded. There's spot hidden checks and they all come to life around you. Uh, Okay. Anyway, sorry. You wanted to play the game. (laughs) And Brian's still stuck on being angry at us. I I can't. It's it's fine. 
I'll do therapy. It's okay. Go ahead. What did hey. you? No, you it's like I won't. <laughs> we need to. Get, we need to get out of here. Um, and I would say runs towards uh, Juno. They have obviously they've dived behind the counter at this point. So yeah, are you gonna also? I run over there. I don't know how much I can do with this movement slash action, but I think I'm gonna run to Juno, like grab her, and start trying to like pull her towards the back of the store. We saw the guy disappear. Okay. Catherine is shaking her head sassily. We are. I am not going. I, we have. You You can't leave them here. We can't just let them die. We can't let more people die. So that sounds like an exposed uh, strength check to me. I don't want to do strength. Can we do opposed Persuade? <laughs> uh, okay. Is that I what would, it's going to be? I would, I would, I would <laughs> it's going to pick the most bullshit. For, for one episode, Brian thought he was going to get a horror podcast. Yeah. That's right back to the shenanigans. You guys are just yeah. going to cover your eyes, let your finger fall on your sheets, and then just that's the skill you're going to use. You're not listening. Fine, I we'll am strength. an oxygen we'll tank. Strength. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. No, okay. So Juno says that. Yes. And like Glade just stares into her eyes and like it's fucking piercing daggers. And then Glade proceed, uh, proceeds to try to grab Lift and pull him along. Okay, shit. Um, this, I, is Lift resisting this? I don't think I'm really in a position to resist any sort of brute force. Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, what God. is Glade's strength score? It's a high of 50. 50? Okay, okay. I would say, though, like, I, I imagine that, you know, this is part of, like, the Reaper training is, like, how to, like, pull a wounded comrade out of the fucking shit. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. With your action, this is not a very big store. I would say if you want a book for the back door that you saw Buddy go through, mm-hmm. 100%. You could absolutely do that. Okay. Oh, Catherine has actually sketched it on the back of her character sheet. I'm going to do that and be like, Doug, come on. All right. He's pretty far down in the turn order, but he will do so when he can. Fucking excellent. Excellent turn. Uh, Lift, you are being carted away by a scary mask lady. Yes, it's not. It's got a butterfly on it. <laughs> you are scary. The, the scary doesn't qualify mask. It qualifies lady. <laughs> okay. Uh, while we're kind of moving, because I, I, due to the stimpack and due to the healing, I believe I still have the strength to stand. Yeah, for um, sure. I'll, I'll just be kind of moving on at that pace as much as I can. Stop the bleeding for now. We need to make sure that Doug gets out of there. The professor's disappeared. I don't know where he went. Oh, dear. Um, do I have line of sight on anybody as we're moving towards the back of the shop? Uh, I would say, yeah, you're kind of being like fireman carried. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, by Glade. Very broad shoulders. Uh, you, hmm. Go ahead. This won't be your action, but just go ahead and make a spot hidden check for me. And we'll just see oh, what kind of, you're probably going to see somebody, but it, We'll use your level of success or failure to determine how much. That's a success. A success? Okay, on a success, I would say you actually pretty pretty much have, like, the lay of the land, uh, with the exception of Piotr, who is nowhere to be seen. They seem to be after Piotr. I could make another explosion. There's a pile of cans there. 
This is DM recognizing DM. Yes, DM, DM recognizing DM. <laughs> one of them is very dirty. I don't know why. <laughs> That's uh, the one you should aim for. The voice says in your head. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, my main concern, considering Piotr has vanished, is the security of Doug. Doug is plainly in the line of fire, correct? Uh, Doug has actually, like, managed to... Because Glade, Glade was in cover. Yeah, I had dove for cover before yeah, exactly. So, so horror Doug happened. For the, okay, so he's in a safer spot. He's in a safe spot. He... Uh, with that that success in your spot hidden check, you could see when you yelled that out, he looked up, made eye contact, and like nodded. Like he right. he knows what the score so is. So I'm I'm being carried. Huzzah! Um, I would like to try and make space for us if possible. I have no more grenades. I'm going to use what time I have to try and. <gasps> I acquired another flashbang. You did. Now's my time. <laughs> <laughs> Aim at the oxygen tanks. <laughs> no, this is this is actually perfect. I don't know where the professor has gone. A flashbang in these already group of kind of stunned individuals. One of them's already blind, as far as I can see. Their eyes are gone. I'm going to throw my flashbang into the midst of the Jesuits. Absolutely. Hmm. Normally, I would give you a bonus dice for this because uh, it's an easy throw. However, you're also being fireman carried which I would give a penalty dice for. Uh, so let's split the difference, and you can just reach across the table and slap Alex in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do that, you succeed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like 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 my my rage at, at disguise has now bled into the other players. We're like, yeah, let's fucking kill Bio. <laughs> and I, this is, as a middle child, I can say this is a familiar feeling to me. Of like, I made Dad angry. <laughs> now you all have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I fade into the background. <laughs> Literally. So, um, yeah, it'd be coming off fucking oxygen tank. Yeah, so I'm oh, throwing. man. I'm going to go home and be like trying to get to sleep and be like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> get up and have to pace. Heads up. Extreme success. Extreme motherfucking success. Beep, 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 beep. Hell yeah. Okay, so the two Jesuits who were fucked up by the uh, air tank explosion already had a penalty dice on this because they were fucked up. They're going to get two penalty dice on their check. So I'm just going to roll one check for both of them. Why do I keep putting these away? <laughs> I, don't, I keep putting my dice away like, well, never going to need those again. I do like how you roll a set of dice and then just throw them across the room. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a bin. <laughs> just literally. One yeah. Yeah. Dice. A picture of Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play Brian's dice and screenplays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? None of my screenplays ever get finished. Still a... Failure, I believe. That is crazy. They rolled like all 40s and a 20. Whew. However, I still think that's a failure. Give me one second. Yeah, no, they. I don't believe these guys have any skill in that. So, no way for me to know, obviously. So that was them. Then uh, we're going to go for the Scarfaced Man. He gets a penalty dice as well because that was an extreme success. This con check. That's a hard success. <laughs> yeah. He rolled a 7 and a 27. Uh, and then we're going to go uh, Crazy Guy, Crazy Psychic Man. That is a failure. So Crazy Psychic Man 
and the others are stunned for 1d3 rounds. Which, mm. I can use a d12 for that. For three rounds. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, hell yeah. So everyone but the Scarface man is stunned for three rounds. So that's that's pretty fucking huge. That being said, the one you ne- wanted to stun the most yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely did not get stunned. But that's the way she fucking goes. So, uh, yeah, what are y'all doing? I put my dice away again. <laughs> I did it again. Well, now that I've thrown, I just help out with being as limp as possible. I don't know. <laughs> That's the best Just way like to the be habit. Think light thoughts. I'm thinking yeah. very light thoughts. Thinking very light thoughts. That's one of the kindest quips for I'm as limp as possible that I have ever heard. Yeah, no, I, in terms of softballs that you guys miss, come on. Some of us are trying to get out of this situation. Yeah. Uh, with the podcast or what's happening in the podcast? Um, I'll just... I, I'll just say to Glade, I'm sorry. I'm getting blood on your nice clothes. <laughs> uh, I just touched it how sweet list is. <laughs> he is. He is going to be, uh, let's hope, a fan favorite. Uh, although it's the internet, so maybe a bunch of guys will just identify with Piotr and will, as creators, just be like, dude, no. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, all you, their cosplays are you just ever seen Psycho, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guy's my hero. <laughs> Rick from Rick and Morty. That guy, that guy fucking knows what's up. Yeah, 100%. So, realistically, uh, that was Lyft's turn. I don't know why I started the sentence that way, but it's Juno's turn. Here we are. Good keeping content. Podcast host. Woo! Uh, so, Glade tried to grab me and kind of take me out of the room. Mm-hmm. I protested and now Glade Crab Lift. So I'm going to follow them. Tracks. But can I... I can make a movement and take an action at the same time or in the same turn, correct? Yep, 100%. Okay. I s- stand up behind from behind cover after the flashbang has gone off and I look up and I take stock of what has happened in the room and I see the three others like reeling from the flashbang and I make eye contact with the scar-faced man and i shoot him again (laughs) all right this is going to be a straight firearms check yeah he man you shot him real good before he is going to dodge he's going to die for cover essentially which will lose his next turn because we make eye contact and then i'm sure he sees me like move my gun 100 percent. yeah so he is actually going to i can roll uh, yeah, he's going to use... But, sorry, actually, because it's going to determine if you get a penalty dice or not. Uh, he is going to use some cybernetics to give himself a bonus dice. He rolled a four. That's an extreme success. So, you get a a penalty dice on your firearms check. Okay. I'm going to burn three luck to make that a success. Holy shit! Okay. Alrighty. Yeah, go ahead and roll your damage, dude. Alrighty. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's 1d10 plus 1d4 plus 2. So... It's a 44. It's fucking deadly. <laughs> and it's pearlescent, and it's beautiful. <laughs> really spoke to me. That's going to be 14 damage. You uh, you see him, gun still smoking. As you guys make eye contact, you can see the gun twitch a little bit. And uh, holy shit, Catherine's just giving me a full-on Kubrick stare right now. <laughs> but 
you you see like the gun twitch a little bit. Smoke rises from the barrel as he makes eye contact, and then he moves to dodge, and some instinct kicks in where you do not point the gun at him as he's moving. You point it four feet off to the side as he disappears into this blur and pull the trigger. Your vision just exploding in this flash of light and smoke. And then as your vision's kind of coming back to you in spots, uh, in all in this like one split second of the gunshot, you just see in the distance him just tumbling with the the momentum of his dodge to the ground. Then his hand, the only thing left in your view uh, from the walls uh, of the shop, just kind of laying still and then slowly pulling back. Juno was totally shoved back when she when she shot the gun she like kind of loses her balance a little bit catches herself and sees his hand on the ground and just starts taking off behind glade hell yeah <laughs> i think, I'd like to I point think out we have two like ex reapers here and the preacher's the one who's done the <laughs> most gun damage <laughs> i would like to reference the scoreboard i have a kill that's true that is very true you do have a kill yeah we lift is up on the scoreboard that's true <laughs> Um, hell yeah. I was curious as to like what side of the schismatic divide um, Juno Angerman fell on. Uh, she's a Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hardcore> Protestant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Hell yeah. So realistically, everyone who could chase you is either like shot or stunned. You guys have three rounds. Uh, you So you all basically burst through except for a certain oxygen tank. What is uh, the oxygen tank doing? Um, so since I've been hiding as an oxygen tank... They've what? come to accept you as one of their own. <laughs> do you want me to roll anthropology? <laughs> yeah, I do okay, want you to sure. fucking yeah. roll anthropology. Okay, yeah, fucking roll anthropology. Yeah, I dare you. <laughs> you got an extreme uh, success. a hard success. Fuck. I'm going to spend two luck to make an extreme success. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your pen. Thank you. <laughs> Never had my bluff so thoroughly called. <laughs> okay, so... an actual luck. <laughs> there's a lot of things that people don't understand about oxygen tank culture. And... A lot of people really just assume that they are there to be consumed, but that's actually very offensive to most oxygen tanks. This is like a a realization that you have. Piotr, not a man to really spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about people who are, you know, meant to be useful or, you know, uh, people moving through society uh, just meant to be like, you know, kind of useful in a very ideal and narrow context just suddenly has this burst of empathy for this subsection of obviously fully sentient beings uh, that have accepted him as one of their own. Is Piotr now a compassionate conservative? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I think is happening. Specifically... Four oxygen tanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly exactly what it is. So, Piotr, you you get a great insight into the, the culture of oxygen tanks and the psychology thereof. Okay. I, now, I what would, would you like to do with your actual turn? <laughs> I would like to turn to my uh, uh, brothers in gas, mm-hmm. uh, my brothers and sisters in gas, and say, my friends... It has been a fantastic time among you. I thank you for accepting me as one of your own. I truly do. I must go. 
My own people need me. And I must ask you to cover our retreat. Will you do this for me? This one final favor. And I will tell your story to the world. <laughs> he shouldn't laugh at the crazy old man. <laughs> uh, the oxygen tanks start leaking, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I'm making a no oxygen tanks are sentient. All right, cool. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. All right, you've you've and now wow. endowed my world uh, with just a little bit more whimsy, and uh, you know, fuck you. But anyway, continue. <laughs> so, okay, the, so the, I'll I'll break my disguise or stealth or yeah, and I will um, get out of there. And uh, right as I'm um, as I'm past the threshold, I'll light a cigarette and look and be like, do I throw this back? And I won't, because I've gained respect for the oxygen tanks. And I trust them to cover my escape without a fiery conflagration. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Cat. <laughs> Throw with the cigarette! <laughs> you want him to kill his brothers and sisters? <laughs> I I have updated my notes on Piotr. They read, he is an oxygen tank. <laughs> Accepted into their tribe. Mine just says oxygen tank costume next Halloween. And then oxygen tank theology. <laughs> oh, oh. Remember the last episode when a kid was eating some guy's guts? Remember how scary that was? <laughs> Remember I'm that? Like, this episode's gonna get real. Oh yeah, stupid. Yeah, real stupid. <laughs> Almost fucking immediately. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. We will. We're getting the sillies out say. now. Anyways, exactly. that's that's my turn. All right, that's uh, yep. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. You guys go through the back. You can see the guy, the really creepy shop owner, uh, was there. He's just holding his like personal data center, and he has a gun in his hand. But there's just something about the way that he's sitting there that none of you think that he's about to shoot it at any of you. It's just, it's almost like he's holding it like a teddy bear, like a little comfort thing. Glade would go past. All right. Rest of you all? I, I mean, I'm being fireman carried. If Glade's going by, I'm going by. Fair enough. But as I go by, I'll cough and spit blood on him and go, you fucking knock. <laughs> he just shivers and kind of blinks and twitches a little bit. It's so lame. <laughs> Devastating burn <laughs> from oh. lived. <laughs> Juno? Juno will look at him and make sure that he's kind of kind of assess the situation, make sure that he's not going to shoot her. And then she kind of sees the fear and the shakiness of him and puts her hand on his head. She touches There's him. no time. And she goes, you will be okay. And your pain is temporary and she kind of turns his head towards the ground a little bit and then kills him. <laughs> no 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 totally Piotr goes by uh grabs the gun pistol whips him in the face and goes you treat them better <laughs> you treat them better damn it they deserve more than you 
<laughs> he seems confused and is now bleeding from his head. Uh, and yeah, you have a uh, you have a gun. Uh, you can go ahead and add a uh, uh, a Glock seventeen That's, to your inventory. I can throw that at drones later. Hell yeah. Uh, you guys, as you're moving past through the back office, there is a a doorway that leads. Uh, it looks into kind of like a um, kind of like a service corridor behind like this line of shop fronts in the Nexus Market. You guys booking in. I'm just gonna ask you guys, left or right? Left, left. Yeah, I follow the uh, scary lady. So you guys turn right, and no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you turn left down the hallway. You you're kind of like racing. This is taking you like away from the shops a little bit and into more of the like, you know, admin section for this particular level of the Nexus market where a lot of the, you know, power conduits and and things like that, like air ventilation, stuff like that is controlled. Now, this level, you guys are pretty far down uh, as far as the lower levels of the Nexus market. So a lot of this stuff is not working and has kind of been abandoned. What's the play? What are you guys doing? You have like a pretty decent head start here. What barriers are between us and my ship? So if you are in the Nexus market, uh, you still have to get basically through either the gardens uh, or you have to do the like Havens, Works, Naval HQ, then into the dockyard. And they're looking for some of us in the gardens. Like there are there are security checks for the gardens. There are security checks to get into the gardens. And I, I couldn't necessarily get all of us through. You don't know. You could try. I call my French cleaner. That's right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um, I have someone who needs help. Someone who needs not traditional cleaning, but pre, pre, pre cleaning. Pre, pre, pre cleaning. Yes. Um, do you know anyone who can help me with that? Yeah. Where can we find them? How much? As much as you want. How much? Give me a number. Anything. Four thousand. Two thousand. Four thousand. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say make a persuade check, but yeah, for sure. Um, Shit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Shiza. <laughs> Shiza. Uh, she goes, four thousand. Yeah. I sent to you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. And then she hangs up. Um, but, but, but I thought, oh, she hung up. Then the... the your personal data center vibrates again, and she's uh, sent you a location on this level. There is a, like, it's basically like a clinic. You open up Nano Google Maps, and... Uh, <laughs> so small! It's Why don't they small. ever make the maps larger? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you open up Nano Google Maps. Can You can go to make your way there, basically. Like, so you can, you can, there, there's enough, like, tunnels this way. You don't hear the, the uh, pursuit kind of approaching you. Uh, Glade, do you think we can, we can stay hidden enough to take Lyft to a doctor? Can we do this? Can we make time for him? Glade's, like, looking at you very, like, venomously? Venomously? We, we can... I think venomous would work, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If need be, we can try to get to my ship, and we should be able to help him there, too. But... I don't know how much time we have in getting him either outside to where we were, which was terrible, or through security like this seems like certain death. Do you have a current location to bring him right now? I do. Where we can lay low? I do. I have never met this person, but I know where we can find them. Do you trust me? 
Not one fucking bit. But Glade put, points her hand out to the, like, show the way. It's worth noting, Doug is, like, freaking out. Uh, we, we, we need to get you to a doctor lift, my, my friend. Doug, Doug, piggybacks are a rare thing. Open the MRE labeled oats and boats and waterfalls. No, absolutely. This is this is time for dessert. I agree. No, I agree. No, you're going to need to put the oats in the back of my shoulder where the bullet came out. What, what do we do wound. with the boats and the waterfall? Yeah. Let's just name that for flavor reasons. The Reapers are weird. I, I will I will help Doug apply the oats to yes. the wound. <clears throat> Thank you, Piotr. Apply the water in the bag to the oats, and then press the oats into the wound to stop the bleeding. Okay, that's pretty clever, actually, yeah. And also, you get the fiber rate in the bloodstream, so, you know, you're just kind of like bypassing <laughs> I'll be the... pooping so normal. This is not <laughs> medical advice. No, no, no. no this, is, this constitutes medical advice. We, as a podcast, the Stars Aren't All Right LLC advises you if you are shot by... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Alex is just like... You you trying to get a suit? You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna uh, no no not it, medical it advice. Be a temporary fix and help hide our little trail. Fortunately, I've just been bleeding on Glade. Her clothes are very absorbent. They are. Thank you for wearing such absorbent clothes. Yes, Glade's just just keep keeps walking. Yeah, Doug, I I will help you carry our friend here. He has carried me enough times. Yeah, Let yeah. Me assist. Let's let yeah we we'll we'll carry we'll we'll take him we'll take him Glade thank you and uh, as you you get you guys kind of they they put mm. the the oatmeal in the wound. <laughs> Piotr, your speed is already so low. <laughs> I am helping. I have recently become aware that perhaps social goods and services are beneficial in some way. This is the arc. <laughs> we have identified Piotr's arc. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I've run a number of one-shots for Alex, and I do feel like his character arc is usually play a shithead and then get them killed as soon as possible. Uh, so it's exciting. It's and I am <laughs> trying so hard. I know. It, it shows. It shows. And I very much, I sincerely appreciate it. Yeah. You guys make it there uh, without too much issue. How, is there a check that we can make to try and cover our tracks or try and be, is, there's a sneak, isn't there? Yeah. There's a there's stealth, stealth check. Stealth. Yeah, for do sure. We, how do we do a like a group stealth check? If how many people would be focused on doing this? I guess would be the question. Like trying to cover your tracks. I am very focused on not being followed. <laughs> that's yeah, that's entirely fair. So we have one one person who would kind of focus on this. I was being carried for most of the way. I wouldn't yeah. be able to stealth from anything. Entirely fair. Uh, I think all of Piotr's resources are going into try to carry this much larger man. So entirely he's fair. not sneaking. Right now, Glade can only focus on one thing to do after what's recently yeah. happened, and which is getting to safety. So Alrighty. just get yeah. to point A to B. Um, and me? yeah, so it is just you. Yeah, exactly. Because Doug is just super stressed about Lyft. Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I will be consciously checking to make sure we're not leaving like a trail of blood. And that's why I had the oats go in. A bit more absorption. Okay. All right. I follow. You, yeah, you guys... Make your way uh, to this clinic. It is like it, it's it's kind of got like a like a, a glass front, but there are dogs, dogs. Yep, yep. <laughs> little painted dogs, little cartoon dogs that have faded with time, and the the blinds uh, behind the window have been like pu- pulled shut. The door is kind of like 
open, but it's it's like obvious. It's been propped open with what looks like a very old and like full of holes shoe, and you can hear music uh, playing from inside the clinic. Kind of music, reggae. All right, uh, let me stand. Look more presentable e- that way. Easy, easy there. I'll be okay. I'm a, uh, I'll be okay. Let's uh, let's get, let's in get there. you patched up. Yeah. Please be careful, Doug. That's me. Please be careful, Lift. No, Doug. Your brain, as always, you should be careful. Don't let what happened to me happen to you. It would be tragic. And I was very brave. How you stood in front of those people while they shot at you. Well, without moving. You know, Piotr is so slow and immobile and resembling oxygen, it was just the right thing to do. It's true. He always has had that vibe, actually. Yeah, uh, cylindrical I, in nature. I, I have some things to tell you about the oxygen tanks, but for now, let's focus on getting you I both well. I would love well. to hear your tale while I get drugs. You guys step inside, and there is a man... Uh, kind of sitting behind what looks like you know was once a very uh, well kept uh, reception desk, uh, and he's there, and the music's playing, and he's smoking like a huge fucking joint. And uh, as he sees you come in, he's like, "As <laughs> going, sir, we we need your assistance. Our our friend here is in need of medical attention. Oh yeah, yes, hello. You've been heap shot, come. I have." You dirty whore. Yeah. Oh, I like this one. Yeah. He's fucking quick eye. Could you yeah. could you direct us towards the the uh, doctor? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just uh, just a fucking tick, mate. And he uh, puts out the joint, and then it doesn't completely put it out, and puts it in like the little pocket of his like shirt. And then he stands up and he grabs a white lab coat that he was sitting on, and he puts it on. He says, "You just call me Doc." Uh, hi, Doc. I've been shot in the chest. Yeah. I need this to be fixed. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to let that sit. No. That's fucking shithouse. It's very painful. Yeah. Yeah. All let's, right. let's get to it there, Doc. And and again, that's why we would need the, the doctor. Um, no. Oh, yeah. Right away, if you could call him in. No, Piotr, he is the doctor. Yeah. He's what? But this is, <laughs> this is the trained medical professional on site. Yeah. I... I... You can see he's got like he's got like like uh, greasy shoulder length hair, and his eyes are just like super red and puffy. And he's got like this this like two or three day old stubble, and he just kind of is looking at you with this like half vacant grin on his face. Yeah, right. Well, no time to fucking waste. We're not here to fuck spiders. You get get your uh, get your cunt into the back, and then we'll, uh, uh, we'll have a look. We'll have a cheeky squeeze. He uh, brings you know, the- looks at Juno, and it's just like we can't allow this. We have to allow this. I don't like it any more than you, and this may be the only thing we agree on, but he is not okay, and we have to get out of here. My protest is lodged. Noted. All right, Doug, take care of everyone. I'm going for emergency surgery. I'll I'll keep... I'd I'd like to stay with you. Yeah, of course. That'd be great, too. Company is great. Yeah. Maybe you can learn about surgery. You don't Doug, you, the information. How hard can it be? No, it's just knives. And I use those all the time. And I'm an idiot. Doug, you go in with him. You make sure that nothing... Make sure the doctor... He glances askew at the 
I would, I'm assuming is an Aussie or a Kiwi. <laughs> we'll see where space my accent Aussie. goes. Yeah. <laughs> Nano. Nano space Aussie. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, he looks at the space Aussie doctor and says, Doug, if that doctor is about to do anything that you would do, come tell me immediately. Those instructions are very, very perplexing, but I will, I will endeavor to... And you can see him just stop and like... He just is shaking and he swallows and then he just kind of like nods his head distractedly and then just grabs lift and like brings you in to the very, very good surgery. Glade. Junior, are you near a wall? A wall? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you standing? Like in the room. It's just like a square room? Yeah. Uh, It's a rectangular room. Yeah, it's actually a rectangle. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually but a, only because like one a, of the in- walls is like one inch longer than the other one. <laughs> Sometimes I don't like you. <laughs> that's not even Juno. That's <laughs> 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 Catherine's saying this. Uh, um, yeah, I think her back is up against the wall. Glade turns towards Juno and just like looks at you still with those like glaring piercing eyes mm. and you see her fist come in and land right beside your head against the wall <laughs> she's like I don't know that that's necessary you ignorant self-righteous little bitch <laughs> I don't know who you think you are we are not prancing around in your rich little fantasy world where you can play fucking cowboys just shooting willy-nilly like there's no fucking consequences. Okay? Right now, you're in my fucking world. And you know what? When you said you didn't want them to die, guess what? If they would have, it would have been because of fucking you. Madam, you are... Shut the fuck up. I'm not talking to you. Here the retreats. <laughs> 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 Alpha recognized. <laughs> recognize a game. <laughs> Guess what? You do know how to shoot a gun. Awesome. But you know what? When you hold a gun, the most important thing is knowing when to shoot it. And that was not the time. You almost killed Lyft. And I. It was not a good scenario, and you started it. I'm around here helping you still because you're the fucking job and without you i'm dead so you know what no i'm not done i'm getting you from point a to point b and you can either get there in one piece safely or and she's just glade's just furiously looking at her and like glade looks down at her wrist and like holds her wrist just do what i say from now on and don't fucking shoot that gun again and Glade walks off. Damn. Juno is just thousand yards staring at the ground. Any input from Piotr? <laughs> no. <laughs> Piotr will wait until um, Juno leaves the room or, or otherwise moves. Okay. So I'd, I'd say Glade left. Like, if, if there's any other like rooms to go into, Glade goes and finds somewhere. Uh, this is a pretty like small. It's like a kind of a very small doctor's waiting uh, waiting room. Okay. Basically, there is just kind of the the surgery essentially in the back in this waiting room. So you mean you could like yeah. step outside? Sure. Yeah. I'll see if sure. goes there then. Yeah, hundred percent. Keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
once Glade steps out, uh, Pyrrhida goes up to Junior and goes, you know, these, um, these provincials can be a little brusque sometimes, I guess. But maybe she had some good points. I don't agree in the, with the way she expressed them. But firearms are dangerous. And, and, and he condescendingly puts a hand on her shoulder and goes, but they're not something for a primary lady to wield. You know? <laughs> Juno feelings are now wrestling with Catherine feelings. <laughs> Give me a second to figure this out. Maybe. Maybe you're right. But I will say, I took action and she froze. And that's your superior upbringing, my dear. Uh, you know, we are, we're born leaders. But sometimes it's best to leave the dirty work to people like her. What can we leave to other people right now? We have failed other people as primaries. We are failing people now. The only reason we are here, the only reason Lyft is being saved is because of the people we have failed. We need to give them a lot more respect than we do. And... So yes, she is right, but I will continue to take action in the best way I know how. But maybe I could use some guidance from somebody who knows better, and maybe I could do to listen to somebody other than Soul. And, and, and I'm happy to provide some advice. Not from you. <laughs> S- sweetheart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know, you know I don't like you. And you know that I am devastated that we grew up within proximity. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. And one often rebels against one elders. I, I do have something to ask you. When we were out there, mm. this book, and Piotr holds up the leather-bound tomb that he is still holding, and wrapped in the vac suit to try to put more distance between it and his hands. This book spoke to me, and I want to know, as a woman of faith, what do you know of hell? What does the church teach of hell? The beauty and the downfall of religion is the lack of concrete answers. Now, My mentor taught me a lot about what he imagined hell to be. It was a place of selfishness, a place where people condemned themselves, where people condemned themselves to their own hells. They sat at a table with spoons or something attached to their arm, bowls of rich food in front of them. But the spoon was always too awkward and too long to bring the food to their own mouths. And they would starve with this delicious food in front of them. But if they had only known that they could just reach over and feed their neighbor, they could escape hell. It's a place where you decide to be. And it is not all encompassing. We make our own choices. And while there is a power that looks over us, they are only 
the shepherd. Piotr pauses and thinks for a moment and glances at one of the pictures of the dogs on the wall and tries his best to reach up uh, and put a hand condescendingly on Juno's shoulder again. <laughs> but it's not condescending. It is shaking and it is terrified and it's the grasp of an old man. And softly, he says, uh, That's nice. Maybe, maybe I know more about hell than you do. And he's going to walk to the other side of the room and pretend to look at the schnauzer. Okay. Lift. Yes. You get put under uh, anesthetic. Doug is there in the room with you. And the, uh, you know, the surgeon is kind of like whistling to himself. Reggae still pumping in the background. Just before he gives you, you know, kind of like the, the face mask, the gas to put you under, sparks his joint back up. And then uh, just like, oh, you want to hit? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking have at it. Oh, yeah, it's a big boy. There he is. God damn. Hell yeah. No, that's the fucking way, bud. Am I cured? Oh, no, no, no. This is That was just the pre-anesthetic kind. Oh, God. Right. Uh, and he uh, keeps smoking. Doug just grabs one of your hands and is just, like, squeezing it uh, very tightly. And he looks... For the most part, you know, you when you've seen Doug kind of break down, because you've been living with him for a while now, uh, it's mostly just been hit Doug drinking himself into, like, a stupor. Um, you've caught glimpses occasionally of, like, some of the, you know, the emotional trauma that Doug has kind of exhibited, um, but only glimpses. Whereas when you look at him now, even in this kind of, like, you know, the weed starting to hit and, you know, blood loss starting to kick in, um, you can just see his eyes are, like, darting around not really focusing on anything, and he just is constantly, like, wincing a little bit as he's, like, squeezing your hand. Doug. Doug. Yeah. My dear friend. Breathe, buddy. Everything is okay. Okay. I'm all right. You're all right. There's paintings of dogs on this hospital. The... Oh, yeah. It's a perfect place. I like the schnauzers. Yes. They're very cute and weird looking. Doug? Yes. You did really good, buddy. You did really good. Lift. Please please don't die. Ah. Don't know how. <laughs> I know. The thing yeah. is, you're so, you're so very clever. Yeah. You can figure uh, anything out, and I'm, I'm worried you can... Quick as a whip. Here, you hold on to these for me. What do you pass him? I'm passing him my bag of shiny rocks. And if the bad men come, you've seen me throw them, aim for the middle of the forehead. Lift, you know I'm I'm terrible at throwing. You, <laughs> yeah. you try to teach me, but I... Nah. Please don't... You throw them, okay? You just, you'll be all right. And we'll, you know, once you wake up, you can, I'll give these rocks back to you and you can just, you can throw them, okay? Yeah, I just need you to hold on to them. I'm, I'm pretty sure drugs hurt you harder when you have less blood. That's true. It's, it's more efficient. Yeah. You're Doug? really cheap. You're gaming the system, my friend. Doug, maybe when we get on that ship, there'll be more oranges. I'm sure there will be. That's a nice thought, isn't it? The mask goes on 
So, uh, you... That was so tender. <laughs> <laughs> if it's you a- kill Doug... I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I like how he's the one having an operation. You're like, you protect Doug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the reality of the situation is uh, you are in essentially a, a dorm room uh, getting operated on by a stoner. So what I would like you to do, you're going to, you're probably not going to die. I'll start. I'll start by saying that you may come out a cripple, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The system some shit might go down. So what I'm going to get you to do is I'm just going to get you to straight up roll a d100. I like how Brian's speaking from experience here. He's just like, so when this happened to me, um... <laughs> actually, when I when I uh, almost killed myself in Australia, the hospitals were excellent and they didn't cost a lot, even though I didn't have insurance. Um, I didn't almost if, kill myself. I just cut by, my hand open. If this is by basic Call of Cthulhu rules. That is a very good roll. That is a 20. Hell fucking yeah, buddy. Excellent. Okay, so nothing nothing terrible happens. Yeah, I guess I was going to be like, this guy's actually really good at his job. You don't fucking know. You're you're anesthetic. (laughs) Yeah, you're fucking unconscious. Yeah, so you, on a medicine check, you gain 1d3. How very good was this very good roll? It was a 20. Out of a hundred, you you just told me to roll a d one hundred. I did, I did, yeah, for sure. I was just, I was just like, if you got like under ten, oh. then uh, you know, I don't know. I was, no, no, no. I, I just, just gonna I, kiss you on the mouth. Uh, <laughs> I no. got, I got a, I got a twenty, which I it normally qualifies as a hard success for most things. If it, if it's based off of my intelligence score, it's an extreme, an extreme success. If it was so, based off of your con score, what would it be? It would be a hard success. Hard success. Okay, okay. In that case, then I'll still give you. So just like the normal, um, go ahead and roll. 1d3 for me that's a that's a one because it's a d6 divided by two so yeah it's a one it's a one okay so you regain one hit point sweet and and yeah you are you're still freaking majorly wounded the way that a major wound works is that you can basically only heal that at the end of each week you make a con check if you fail you can't heal at all so basically after this surgery we you can't get more health until you remove that major wound because you're healing from it but you have the stim packs you have some temporary health yeah yeah Uh, you can uh, you can juice yourself to the gills don't get me wrong i'm averse to using the stim packs that makes sense there is a dim memory of just like the training of you know even when they were issued these of them just being very very forthcoming uncharacteristically of the navy of just being like don't overuse these it gets really bad really really quickly and that is actually where a lot of x-reapers kind of get lost is just yeah stim pack use that being said uh so if you succeed at the end uh you're gonna heal one d3 hit points extreme success you heal two d3 hit points this is at the end of the week you get a bonus dice if you're well cared for so if like somebody if you are in a clinic essentially or if you're resting have a good environment uh, so basically, I believe that happens until you, I think it's until you get back up to full hit points. Just out of curiosity, but, yeah. not trying to push anything. I don't know why I'm going into Trump. Um, <laughs> Do something tremendous. Uh, <laughs> is it going to be huge? Um, uh, would this be considered like a tender caring place could i have a bonus dice to my surgery if you would like to spend uh the rest of the week here for sure shit (laughs) no noted there there is a medical there is some type of medical care on my ship if we can get there we can 
Hell yeah. We can do that. Hell yeah, brother. Said in Juno's voice, but she's not in the room, and this is also a yeah. <laughs> for, a for meta dialogue. An apparition that appears. A memory, a memory of if you get to my ship. For the audience's benefit, Lyft has a total of 12 hit points max, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. currently sitting at a juicy three juicy three hit points it is incredible yeah. you're alive i am on a gunshot yeah. wound and an extreme success that is that's very lucky i'm a trooper yeah <laughs> um so can, mm, go ahead. can Pierre wait until the surgery is done and then go up to the um raggedy gentleman pretending to be a doctor and go, <laughs> so i i don't know when you're attending is is going to come back but um and he points at his ears and he goes i had two of these oh yeah and now i have one. Oh, do you reckon could you like put the other one back oh give it a bash yes yeah, come on back come on back. have a cheeky squeeze oh what we'll have a cheeky squeeze can uh Pierre looks desperately at juno and glades like uh, oh, and sorry, looks desperately at Juno and then looks for Glade. And then the absence of Glade shakes her head that she's not there um, and goes, what did he say? I believe um, in my previous language studies, that means <laughs> he will help you. Okay, thank you. It, it, it was like this one, but it was the mirror image. Oh, yeah. right? So you're, you're not going to just like take this one and attach it on the other side, right? How's this cunt? I ask myself that all the time. Far out. Just go with him. Alright. Yeah. I'm trusting you, Faith Angevin. Yes. Do trust me. <laughs> it's like the, the snake from the jungle book. Believe in me, or whatever the fuck his song is. Uh, right, I'll go back with the um, Northern Territory Doctor. <laughs> 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 please he, fail this role he also role. Uh, he also offers you a, a hit of the joint i i refuse and ask him if he's got like a I, I would take it if it was out of like a solid wood pipe oh uh yeah he's just like far out as this kind fucking reckons he's he's all fancy and shit nah hell nah nah yeah nah i can't okay then just the anesthetic please so go ahead and roll a d100 for me Please fail it. <laughs> That's a 93. <laughs> okay. He, uh, after you just kind of take in this puff, after you're like, you only smoke it out of a wooden pipe, and he just kind of looks at you and he's, now, I'd like to play it straight with you. I think you're a, obviously a man of, of quality and character. I appreciate you noticing that. Yes. Right, mate. So. Indeed I am. I, uh, I don't want to charge you for me services it doesn't I, feel right well, i appreciate that uh, absolutely now i can see you're losing a bit of blood there it's been trickling out for a while takes a, a big hit off his joint and then just touches it directly to the wound while it's still alive <laughs> <laughs> oh listen to him sing out oh how's the voice on this one hey <laughs> you animal <laughs> Oh, she's bashful. He, yeah, and then he just kind of like kicks you out of the room after. He comes out and he's just like, yeah, so, you know, the uh, big counter reckon he'd be all right. Uh, there were very loud noises a moment ago. 
Fjordr's weeping and holding his uh, now barbecue. <laughs> I mean, it's the end of a joint. He didn't like like totally melt off your into but... the ear canal. <laughs> I didn't say he put it in the ear canal. He wet willy do you with wet... an active joint. <laughs> <laughs> the old fiery willy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we used to do that all the time yeah. back home. The good old Fjordr's flame willy. Yeah, weeping silently and and praying to the schnauzer for relief. I can't be <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, you know, kind of wheels, wheels lift out. He says, uh, yeah, look, he shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't really be doing any heavy lifting, any of that, I, the next little bit. <laughs> He's fine. Oh, the pain. All right. I'm going to stand now. Am I good for that, Doc? Oh, I reckon maybe give it a few minutes, I. Oh, you cheeky bugger. Ah. Oh. Watch me now. And I just remain seated. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I go over to Lyft and uh, and give him a hand. And do you you take the time you need? But Fjordr goes, I will. <laughs> <sighs> Lyft, I am sorry. I am very sorry. Uh, and she hugs Lyft. Oh, this is nice. I. I want you to have something. And it might not fit very well, but I want you to have it. And she runs off and she comes back and she's her kind of clothes are out of place a little bit. And with two hands, she thrusts a <laughs> no, Faith, no! Not that hoe! <laughs> you knew what you were doing. It's not Don't even... play the innocent party with me. Can you just. Like, my mind doesn't even go to these places your mind goes to. <laughs> Thrusting Sorry. is a good motion. <laughs> yeah, we agree. agree. Yeah. yeah, thrusting's great. <laughs> great. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> All reliable. No for argument for this end of the table. Top, <laughs> top five emotions, yeah. I think. Thrusting honestly. is great. <laughs> Focus. Focus. <laughs> she. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> In two hands, she. Pushes her body armor towards lift. Oh. No. You need this. And I have been less committed to my role in protecting people recently. And I will remedy that now. Put this on. I don't want any protests. If it's a little tight, it might just help put pressure on the wound yes um faith this is very kind thank you based on immediate previous interactions with violence i think you need the body armor more than anyone you you started a fight are you sure you want to give your protection to me i i'm very quick most of the time but i had a job to do there you know so I need you to take this. We we are in this together, whether we like it or not. And I've recently thought, of, thought about why doing things for others is important. Please take it. All right. It might help Doug feel better, so 
If it helps Doug feel better. It will. But I don't like taking things for free. And this is very important to you. So I'm going to give you something important to me. Doug, shiny rock. Sorry, Piotr pipes up and says, Lift, I'm not going to point out inconsistencies. Weren't you a thief for a living? Oh, yeah. And and so in terms of the statement, <laughs> I don't like taking things for free. Oh, no, I work for those, so it's an exchange, labor. I understand this rationale. <laughs> <laughs> I work for that. Here, this is a shiny pebble. They're very good for throwing and looking at. Plus, they feel smooth in your fingers and help you calm down when the voices are too loud. This is very generous, Lift. And I actually think it might help me. If you need more, I have 11. Well, hey, while we're all giving each other shit, uh, who's going to pay me bloody bill? How much do we owe you? Four grand. I, oh. That's me. <laughs> you can, well, one bill, you can, you can give it to me. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to split it. So, yeah, the machine doesn't do it. Kyoder had already started stealth limping towards the exit. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to dine and dash on surgery? <laughs> it wasn't exactly right. surgery. Yeah, that, that's, okay. that's, that's, that's pretty fair. That's, that's pretty fair. While, while the faith is paying, I'm going to put on the new snug body armor. Feel safe and secure. I'm going to check all my knives. Bag of shiny rocks in place. Jacket back on. Look at Doug. Is he doing better? He seems to be a little bit, a little bit calmer. Um, now that you know you've you've obviously kind of shown yourself to be like in a stabilized kind of place. However, he does still have that like eyes just constantly twitching about, and you notice when people are talking, he's looking up at the at people while the conversation is happening, but he's rarely looking at the people who are talking, and he just keeps like wincing and like his hand going to his head. Um, Can I roll psych on Doug? Yeah. For sure. Oh, God. (laughs) That's a 94. So you go to look at Doug and his his head is kind of like twitching and you kind of like focus on his features and then all of a sudden he takes this step back and on the wall, perfectly behind him, staring seemingly into your soul is the schnauzer (laughs) you're looking at before. And this schnauzer... When you first looked upon it, it looked friendly, but now you realize this schnauzer is not your ally. And <laughs> you uh, you kind of get lost in that and you forget what you were doing for for a minute or so. Glade, what are we doing? Is Glade still outside? So going back to when Glade first kind of stormed outside, mm-hmm. kind of moved off to the side, like pressed her back against the wall and just kind of like slid down it and sat on the ground and uh, started weeping for, I don't know, a good minute or two. And then she kind of pats around in her pockets and uh, pulls out some some cigarettes um, and a match. She kind of looks at it and kind of shakily strikes the match and goes to take a puff of the cigarette and just... (laughs) (laughs) Like... (laughs) 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 Fuck. (laughs) Oh, it's not coming. Just throws it away. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) And then kind of slowly pushes herself back up, takes a deep breath, and kind of just stays on alert. Okay. Spot hidden check. For who? I mean, I'm staying alert, so. Yeah. 
There's no passive persuasion or passive perception in this, is there? No. <laughs> I feel like Catherine. So maybe she's got her own thing. Go ahead, roll a spot hidden check. I guess. Oh, uh, what? No, oh. no, no. I just, oh. <laughs> I just, I'm so fucking paranoid, and I'm so oh. used to D and D that I'm just right, like right, right. always do perception. <laughs> well, since you're asking for more homework, mm, mm, mm. no monster table. Can we just cut this whole part out? <laughs> we'll see. You don't spot anything out of the ordinary. This part of the Nexus market is, it's pretty sparsely populated. There's not a lot of shopping that goes on down here. And the the shopping that does is, you know, pretty nefarious. So like a lot of people aren't, it's not like a, the very hustling, bustling uh, type of environment that the, the upper levels of the Nexus market are. Uh, so it's pretty easy to kind of like track comings and goings. You know, there's not really like crowds for people disappearing. So you don't, you don't see anybody obviously you know, kind of watching for you or tailing you guys. You do hear uh, the kind of hubbub of conversation build up as Lyft is wheeled out uh, of surgery. So what's uh, what does Glade do with that? Okay, yeah, I'll slide into the doors. Okay, Glade enters the the uh, lobby of this doctor's office. So are we ready to get the fuck out of Dodge? Yep. Thank you, by the way. Sorry, could you... I, I didn't quite hear you. Could you say that into my remaining ear? <laughs> Thank you. All <clears throat> uh, right. So we going? Yep. Uh, Doc, we need to get through the gardens. Do yeah. you know? Well, we actually need to get to my ship. Do you know of any good ways of getting there? Yeah. I, yeah. Now, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're asking. If you leave the Nexus Market, right, you go to the entrance of the gardens, you go through... Then you keep going to the, you get to the dockyard. Doc, that is not what I'm asking you. No. Nah. I nah. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look, he doesn't know. I'm going to find us a way. Let's go. He does. He knows more than he's letting on. I do? <laughs> you do. And you're going to tell us you work under the table. Here on a strictly secure station, you perform surgery. You know my terrifying cleaner. Oh, you yeah. have to know more than you are letting on. So you're going to tell me. Catherine is holding her dice in her hand, like threatening. Uh, <laughs> like she'll throw it at me. Uh, so make a persuade check. The success. A success. A success. Brian just threw his <laughs> dice across the room without even anything. He goes, yeah, all right. Might not have a way, but uh, it's not easy. I don't know if uh, all mate there is really going to do all right with his, his wound. Tell us the way and we will decide. All right, well, there's a, uh, there's a series of, look, there's a series of uh, decommissioned service tunnels. That uh, they run pretty deep. You can actually, you've got to go down a level past this uh, in order to even access them. Now, they're not like a straight line, eh? You got to, there's a lot of ladders you got to climb up and down, which usually be piece of piss, but for all my hair, I reckon it's going to be a bit of a, bit of a fucking cunt to do, eh? Yeah, that would hurt a bit, but not out of the realm of possibility. And now, there's a problem as well with that, eyes, you know, they, those uh, tunnels are used by lots of cunts for nefarious purposes. 
So they don't really take kindly to run into strangers down there. So it's a bit of a risk. But, uh, well, fuck. If you want to have a bash, be my guest. If you make it back here, I'll patch you up. And a few more credits. <clears throat> Where Pertel would be the best way to enter these tunnels? Well, like I said, you gotta you gotta go down a level from here. Um, most of those shops boarded up, uh, so you're gonna have to you gotta look for one. It's got a, a picture of an octopus, like a cop a cartoony octopus. Um, you know, and it, it was like on a on a sign. It used to light up, but now it's all boarded up. So you gotta kind of pull the boards aside and get in there, and then you go through the back kitchen, and then there's a uh, it looks like an old airlock, like like really old, like one of the ones with the spinny wheel on the outside. Doesn't lead you outside, but I don't know why they use that door. Hmm. We don't have a, a car still, do we? Uh, I'm just saying, I mean... I don't know. Do you have one in your pocket? Well, I feel like that's a little aggressive, but... Well, Glade, you did take my car the last time. Where is it now? Is Leah trying to remember? Or is okay, Leah? You uh, Glade bailed on it outside the Nexus Market. And can autonomous cars get access to different sections? They'll scan your identity chips if you're driving through. Like these checks are like you know it's for pedestrians and for vehicles. Again, you can try. You can try. Try if you want to try. I said try too many times. I think. We should use Glade's expertise. I trust her, and she is our best chance of staying safe. What um, what route may Glade possibly know? Not that she would know, but like an inkling of just with her knowledge of the city. Let me pull up my map of the station, because I'm going to see if there's even conceivable way that you would you'd be able to drive. Not even necessarily drive. But just, yeah, just to get around it. We have, yeah, we have like a, okay, no, you go ahead. What were you going to say? I, I was going to kind of take stock of our options. Yeah, we for can, sure. Well, we can... So, from my understanding, we can go through the gardens. I have connections, still. Even with the Jesuits looking for us. I think I could get us through, probably, if you'd let me do the talking. We can go through the service tunnels, but it seems... I mean, Glade, that would have to be your call, and you left. We have to be sure we can do it. And, Piotr, your ability on a good day seems to be questionable, so... I'm not sure what you mean by that, but I am very tired, and I have a severe injury to my auditory faculties. Yes, that's what I mean. Um, We could call a car, my car, and try to make our way through the station, but we may run into some of the same problems that we will on foot. Do you you see any other options? I will take this moment to remind people, I came across a mechanic on the internet ages ago um, called the I Know a Guy mechanic. The I Know a Guy mechanic uh, is basically like each of you gets a and one per campaign, an I Know a Guy card, and you just get to hand it to me to... Get yourself out of a, a sticky situation or like you don't have to do it now. I'm just reminding you of it. The particular spin I put on it was give me three adjectives to describe this person. Don't show it to me and then just hand it to me and I can I'll just make it up from there. So that could be if you guys want to use that card, you could potentially use that in this type of scenario. 
uh, or you have the options of, you know, trying to basically have Glade or not Glade, sorry, have a Juno bluff your way through or uh, go take these access tunnels, basically service tunnels. Well, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So Leah has played her. I know a guy. Glade, how do you, uh, oh, you're reading this out of, it's from the zombie, mm. zombie campaign. Uh, how do you know this guy? What, how, how is this guy going to help you? Or if you would tell them that. All right. Uh, I think before we make a decision on how we're going to go about this, uh, I know someone we can go to. He might have an idea of the best way to get through the city. Low key. Yeah. Without alerting anyone. He's, uh, good with maps. Does, does this involve going outside again? You mean space? Yes. Yeah, he lives in outer space. I don't know if you're joking or not. No, no, he's not in space. I mean, technically, we're all, we're all in space. <clears throat> so I'm going to let Doug's conditions speak for my concerns. Okay. So, I think we should head there. I mean, fuck, we're going there. Right. Where is he? Uh, he up your butt. Up your. <laughs> Got him. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I would say yeah. He is. Uh, he's in the Nexus Market here. He's on one of the lower levels. Awesome. Uh, so do you have a name for him? Do you want me to, or do you want to make up a name? Uh, it's your your I know a guy card. Up to you. Do you want me to make up a name? His name will be revealed when we get to him. Mysterious. Mm. Okay, you failed your spot hidden check earlier. As you guys go to leave the clinic, asteroids. <laughs> the I knew they were watching us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just, just <laughs> waiting for a time to strike. Like we, we, just as you guys leave the clinic, we cut to like there's this massive rock, and it just like rocks back behind a pillar. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So you leave the clinic without issues. You make your way uh, to this unknown uh, person's residence. Like, is this, does this guy live in the Nexus market? Yeah. Yeah. Lives in the Nexus I mean, market. So yeah, just like reading the adjectives you gave me here. Lives behind, in, in, like not in on the, the upper levels of the Nexus market where, you know, shit gets kind of fancy. But also not on the lowest levels where it's just Wild West. Uh, lives kind of in like the middle, a pretty busy and bustling section of the market. There's not a lot of Habs down here. If you're Canadian, that's a great double entendre because uh, there's not a lot of Montreal Canadians down here. Hmm. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he lives uh, kind of behind this like like food court area behind, you know, a bunch of stalls. that have just been there, you know, for fucking ever. Doesn't often leave uh, his tiny little hab there. You make your way there. Okay. Um, all right, Glade looks at everyone. It's like, everyone just be chill. Stay within sight. No sudden moves. Yeah, he, uh, he spooks a little easy. And... All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually. Lift. Yeah. Doug, I don't... You carry shiny rocks, right? I do, yes. Eleven of them now. Ah, wait. Focus on the rock, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Ten now. I need one of those. Nine now. Doug, actually, as you pass him the rock, he's gripping it so tight that his, his knuckles are white. He's, do, you, do you have any of the... Do you have any... Do you have any of the booze? Do you have anything? 
I think I was left between you and the professor. Piotr, do you, do you have any of this? Piotr's having his pockets. And would Piotr still have half a bottle and some hair dye on him? I'll leave that it. up to you. I'll, I'll roll for it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if I let Glade carry her spacesuit around, this is like Piotr's equivalent of the spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. um, so he got a 57. He's going to spend seven luck. <laughs> so he has just a little bit of booze and some mid-brown hair dye left for Doug. Uh... <laughs> okay do i even want to know what your luck score is at now nope okay incredible <laughs> all righty you uh you give uh, doug the booze um doug, you, it's it's uh, there's just a little bit it's um uh, it's my special recipe i i think you'll like it. he doesn't even like question just scoops it out of your hand and he just dummies it whatever is left just uh, and then he just Doug, Doug, I hadn't, I hadn't mixed that hair dye with this booze yet. I hand him the booze. The booze, the booze. <laughs> he just drinks it. Okay. That'll, I hope that it, it Steen didn't make them quiet. Steen didn't make them yeah, quiet. It's really on, loud. Focus on the rock, buddy. He just takes the rock and it's just like squeezing it again. Yeah. You bring them, bring them there. Okay, so there's a door and... Uh, heavily heavily armored door, worth saying. So Glade walks up to the door and starts to do a series of knocks. Are you Glade or are you just pretending to be Glade? Hey, uh, Caspi, it, it, it's me, Glade. Say, t- tell me something only Glade would know. You have never shaven your chest. That's not true. I, I have to shave my chest. I have so much hair in my chest. I have too much hair. That's what I shave. All, I told you that in confidence. Um, what do you want? Look, look, man, I need some help. Uh, we need to use one of your maps. Need to use one of my... Last map I gave you, you got smudges on the top right corner. And I'm really sorry. Um, but look what I have. And, and I, and I uh, hold up the shiny rock. And this like camera lens on like a huge, you know, like little tripod just kind of comes up from the floor. Just, and then it just angles down towards the rock and then zooms in <laughs> right on it. It's like, you may enter. Thanks, Caspi. And uh, the door opens. You guys step inside. Yeah, Clay kind of puts her hand up and motions fingers it's, forward. It is an airlock as you guys step into it, and uh, you guys, you guys all just step in there. Yeah. Okay. The door closes. Outer door closes behind you. You're you're rolling pretty deep here, Glade. Who's your crew? Are you muscling uh, in on my territory? Come for my maps? Look, Caspi. Uh. I'm on business with the Scotsman, and you know you don't like to upset the Scotsman. No. No. So we're not here to make any trouble. I'm here to give you this shiny rock. Get one of your maps and head on out, buddy. Go ahead and make either a persuade or a fast talk check. You don't have to tell me which one, but I'm going to give you a bonus dice either way because you are offering him a shiny rock. Um, can I assist by um, looking at the maps and talking to him about how the, one of the sole legitimate purposes of the state is intellectual property 
um, protections for entrepreneurs like him. You're not inside. Oh, I'm not? <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are in like an airlock just outside of his, his domicile. Also, Can I talk to him about intellectual property protections being one of the sole legitimate purposes of the state anyways? Absolutely. I would say, if, sorry, go ahead. If Fyodor starts to talk, I'm just going to like hold my finger up to his mouth. <laughs> Fyodor shuts up. And then quickly right. like wipes my hand. <laughs> Juno nods. <laughs> Juno, Juno has hand sanitizer that she gives clean. <laughs> um, I got a success. Okay, on a success. All right, you can you can bring them in, but no funny business. No funny business. You know, no one no one messes with the K. No, no. Special K's crib now. And like uh, the inner door opens, uh, and you see. This uh, very, very small man before you, um, so skinny that if he turns sideways, you might miss him um, with like, and he's maybe, maybe like five foot two or three at most uh, with a head that's like incongruously big proportionate to the rest of his body wearing these uh, round spectacles, um, but also like a singlet, you know, like a muscle shirt. Um, and his arms are covered in like pretty aggressive looking tattoos. Um, and he's standing there holding a gold plated desert Eagle, just like kind of casually, uh, entering his, his, uh, hab here. It is floor to ceiling filled with stuff, all sorts of stuff. The, the spots of prominence, it seems like, like everything, all of the the kind of miscellaneous junk, you know, like random electronics, some seeming to work, some not. Random weaponry, firearms, knives, too many swords. We're going to put it out there. And like the bullshit fantasy ones that, you know, like they got like the stupid little fucking things in them that you're like, why? That would just break off if you entered a sword fight and it's dumb. Uh, he has those. And uh, this is, sorry, that's just a it's a thing. You shouldn't own a sword or a display sword. What's the purpose? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hey, when did wonder die for you? <laughs> like, when did your inner child perish? <laughs> I I don't know if having a strong opinion on swords is evidence that I'm not a child. <laughs> if I'm being honest. This is a good But anyway, the answer to your question was uh, in my mid-20s. Um, the... That being said, yeah. So all, all of these this junk is kind of arranged around a series of maps nothing no real solid theme connecting them some of these are star charts uh some of these are you know kind of like astro navigational charts some of them are are schematics for you know looking closely like maybe some sort of like wire runs or something like that all of them meticulous and all of them uh if you are looking at at a map of something that you know, is perhaps a discipline that you recognize incredibly clear and instantly able to be read and understood um so cassiope is that what was the name caspi caspi cassope or caspi 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 so caspi is standing there uh and he just says welcome to the castle and he smiles and he's got a golden grill uh that just says caspi uh like kind of stamped into it um and uh, he just says if i if i see anyone reaching you know no reaching i'll 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 put a hole in you 
Caspi, don't worry. I will also rip their balls off. So I got you, bud. Ice in your veins, Glade. That's why, that's why, you know, you, you could be part of my crew. I'm going to put it together someday. You know, we're going to, we're going to run this, run this station. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You let me know when that happens. Yeah, I will. I will. Anyway, so, what's your names? Um, hello. My name is Lift. I've recently had a hole put in me. Was not pleasant. I will not reach at all in the castle. Smart man. Very smart. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Oh, and this is my compatriot, Doug. He's fighting his inner demons and getting drunk as often as possible. Tight. Yep. Tight. I think I think I learned a little bit about old earth mannerisms. And I think I remember some of it from my teachings. Uh, Cass... Ca- what's, Cassian? Cass... What? Cass P. Cass P. Cass P. Yes. Um, you can call me Special K. Special K. Your abode is really off the chain. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> You know the ancient texts? <laughs> I have perused. I am Juno. You can call me Special J, if you please. Tight. Will you help us, please? I wasn't expecting... Everyone makes fun of me for listening to classical music. But, because it's it's 900 years in the future, so it's, this is, it's classical now. Mm-hmm. It's a hilarious joke. Um, you, <laughs> he, uh, he tucks the desert eagle into the, the waistband of his, uh, his pants and he says, yeah, for a fellow connoisseur, but wait, who's the stinky old guy? Can I make a history check? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to spend six luck to make that a success. <laughs> Jesus! Yeah! I know. Hey, big spender. <laughs> We're all going to die soon anyways. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we might it's a Brian campaign. <laughs> no point in holding on to it. I want to look around the room and see if I see two things. Okay. You see at least two things. It, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, yeah. Um, so happy you spent that luck. Yeah. I, I want to see if there's an old-timey wall clock, like just a kitchen wall clock. Okay. And I want to see if there's a chain. You're hemorrhaging luck. So I, I would feel like an asshole if I said there wasn't. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So I would like to go up to the wall clock. And, and take it off the wall. I'd like to go up to the chain and put the chain on the wall or the wall clock on the chain. And then I would like to go up to Caspi and slowly place it over his shoulders. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and then bow slightly. His eyes go wide and he he just looks between Juno and Piodor, I am honored to share my castle with those initiated in the secrets and the old ways. What can I do for you, my fellow gangsters? <clears throat> yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting this. Um... <clears throat> okay, but in, in your defense, you wrote down cautious, calculating map maker, hoarder, collector. So what else was I supposed to do? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Okay, well. so <laughs> All right, Caspi. Yeah. Um, so I may actually be looking for, for two types of maps here. Um, one, we need to get ourselves to the docks. Um, we're in a, a bit of a hurry and it needs to be um, quiet and under as much cover as possible. Not looking to attract any attention, which, you know, of you course, understand that. I, absolutely. Um, and aside from that, uh, we're looking to fly off station here uh, for a bit. And we need Type. to get to... Uh, Gizenshaw Station. Yes. Gizenshaw Station. <laughs> that. I wanted to say it. <laughs> I saw the blood vessels bursting in your eyeballs, <laughs> which is something coming from Brian. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, hey, I respect it. Game, game respect game. Um, game respect game. I, uh, <laughs> so we're looking for a star map, and maybe just because we might be leaving this uh, station uh, pretty hot, uh, maybe an alternative way to get there that isn't a normal path. I get it. I might see patrols. You feeling me, Caspi? It has to be uh, on the DL, Caspi. You feel? I understand. The popo are in your shit. It's like slightly confused. 5-0. I understand. Yeah, I can help you out. I'll, uh, let me look around and see what, see what I have. I've got some maps here. Um, he... He says, okay, so step one, you got to get to the dockyards, yeah? Yeah. Okay. You guys have a ship waiting for you there? Yes. Has it um, been cleared for flight or anything? Because you, you got to get permissions and shit. have somebody working on it, but it is a serious whip, if you know what I mean. Word. I, as in, I forgot the ancient texts, as in word to your mother. I wasn't actually speaking of like the ship's readiness. I mean, you know, you will need the, the permits to leave the station and everything, right? Do you guys have that all sorted? Because Gatesack has been real tuckered lately. I'm sure I could figure it out, although I've never done it myself. If you... um, Can't you like bypass all those permissions? On God. I might know somebody. <laughs> that was really good, Tom. <laughs> that was actually really good. FR, FR, Caspi. <laughs> FR, FR. Glade is looking no cap. so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is like the equivalent of like, you know, 1920s, like, well, say, fella. And you know, <laughs> <just> like, See? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Juno looks kind of frustrated because she's never had to do this herself. Right. I may, I may know a few people who could help, but time is of the essence. Caspi, look, we'll figure that out. All right. So, I'm not, maps. I'm not trying to jack your stees. I'm just uh, checking in. I'll, uh, yeah, let me, let's take a look. So first thing, we got to get you to the dockyards. All right, there's so there's like the the uh, service tunnels that all the smugglers use. You don't really want to use that because you know they. It's actually pretty busy and it's it's kind of basic. Like they think they're super clever for having discovered it. No, 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 no. 
Gate City Admin, they actually have a whole secret set of access tunnels. Some of them run right from the locks directly to gate control itself. You're shitting me. No, seriously. Yeah, I had to dig deep to find those maps. And I'm I'm trusting you guys here. Like, no cap. Uh, if they found out I had them, I'd be a dead man. Glad I just like I wrote an entire rap album about it. Glad just does like the whole like zipper, like mouth gesture. You I, you would be unalived, as we could say. As the texts prescribe. What the fuck? <laughs> I like I really really quickly pull Pyotr aside and go I always thought this was a really weird part of the primary curriculum <laughs> and I can't I, I believe under- it's working <laughs> I understand I I I understood why we weren't learned Latin and Greek but this was always puzzling to me <laughs> I I have so many apologies to make to my professors. <laughs> stick with it. Stick with it. Okay. I don't know what language they're speaking, Glade. It sounds familiar. Um, I would like to go up to Caspi um, and try to do like a super fancy handshake to convince him that we are not going to rat him out to gate admin. And so I'm going to hold out my hand and I'm going to start with the right, right. And then I'm looking to move to a backhand snap, fist bump back in right, right, left, up, down, left, snap, twinkle, leaning back. Hmm. There's only one check you could possibly make. Make an anthropology check. <laughs> with a bonus die. With a bonus die. Yeah, uh, yeah, with a bonus die. Yeah. I said, obviously, I obviously want this for everybody. Oh no, it's a forty-eight, and I do not have. Wait, do I, dude? <laughs> There's no fucking way, man. I don't have enough luck to even succeed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. I want you, you to tell me where it goes wrong, though. <laughs> you get surprisingly far into it. Whereas, actually, right up until the end, you go to lean back on the twinkle, and he goes for, like, the one-armed hug, like the chest bump kind of thing. And But because you're leaning back, he kind of stumbles forward, and then he just looks at you, wounded he's i can't look straight up no cap hit the showers man and then he just kind of like points to his uh bathroom area uh and as he kind of points to it the door opens and you see a shower there and he just shakes his head i walk into the showers dejected and ashamed (laughs) <laughs> i turn the shower on without taking off any clothes <laughs> this is for the best <laughs> yeah no he he was he's very stinky um okay but yeah so you could take you could take these gc admin tunnels um they're only really monitored at the entrances and exits 
but specifically, so this one, here's the one I'm thinking of. And he kind of like, he takes a map that's been framed off the wall. And then uh, there, you can actually see there's another kind of like shelf behind it of a bunch of like maps that have been kind of printed out and, and rolled up. And, you know, they're, they're all like kind of stacked on top of each other. And he moves those aside and then hits buttons to a safe, opens that up and then pulls out another map. And uh, he spreads it out on his his uh, table, which is obviously a glass table. Um, but it's like it's a kind of a rosiny material and it's perfectly see through. And there is obviously a, a katana uh, in the the uh, rosin of the table. I'm saying this is kind of a parody, but that sounds dope as hell. And I want that table now. Like I would, I would fucking have that table. What's a rosin rosin? Like, like, um, like, uh, like the shit, like the shiny shit they put on wood to make it shiny resin. Yeah. Maybe resin. What, what am I thinking of rosin? What was called rosin? I mean, isn't that the shit? That's the shit you put on your bow. If you're playing violin that is yes, that's rosin. That's exactly. Yep. I get yeah. those two mixed up. But all there, the time. I mean, there's also like rosin and resin also come from like sap. Yeah. The sap world. Exactly. In general. So I was pretty much right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there I, like Razin, Razin, Risen, and Reason too? Did they just take all of the vowels and then... All of those come from trees. Yep. For okay. sure. 100%. Risen. The so... Anyway. <laughs> if you think yeah. we're wrong, please <laughs> yeah. tell us on our Reddit. <laughs> for sure. Uh, you can uh, email Catherine at her personal email, which is... <laughs> her Catherine's personal cell is. Yeah. No, her mother's maiden name is social insurance number. Um, I'm kidding. I don't actually know the answer to the others. So he, he pulls this out and he points it out. And he says, uh, yeah, so uh, Gate City Admin, yeah, there's, there's this basically direct line uh usually it goes under the nexus market uh comes right from the locks um and yeah goes directly to gate city admin uh, but you can use that and it basically walks around the entire uh gate area of the station so the, the gate what the gate actually is is there is a a huge like a massive tunnel uh that leads to the outside of the station, you know, for ships arriving in real space, uh, they can go in. The gate itself is actually in the center of the station. So ships will fly through this massive tunnel to get to this huge open vacuum area. Uh, and the gate is essentially like a, like a teleporter almost. So they have to, the ship has to fly into this area and then it is basically kind of zapped to whatever its destination is. So when he's saying that there's these tunnels that basically go right along it, um, he that's that's like significant. Usually there are observation decks where you can go and like watch ships get like gated out. Um, but getting anywhere near the kind of like nuts and bolts of the gate is obviously incredibly well protected. So this is like a significant thing that you guys are learning about Gate City. And what kind of security we will we be expecting? That's the thing. That's what's what's crazy about it. They they only monitor the entrance and the locks and the entrance. Like, don't go towards admin because that's that's some, there's some crazy shit that you'll get into. But if you just stick to these like sub tunnels and he kind of like points them out, it's like it's going to be a bit of a hike, but there shouldn't be security in there. At least nothing I've been able to find. Damn. Caspi, this information you've been able to give us is the 
thebomb.com. Thank you. You've been very helpful. For real. And then with his fist, he taps his chest twice and produces a peace sign. She mimics it, uh, trying to be as on beat as possible, but falls behind a few seconds. <laughs> He's just gonna, it's fine. It's fine. He says, yeah, well, I mean, do you guys need anything else? Yeah, and then we need that map um, from the gate here um, to... To... Gizen Gizenshaw Station. And he's, yeah, yeah, off the beaten path. Yeah, I could work out a star chart. That'll probably take me a few minutes, though. I'll have to actually print that out. Do you guys mind chilling? Yeah, yeah, we're in chill. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a little cocktail dispenser over there. Feel free to help yourselves. Uh, and if you guys, you know, want to puff, puff, pass, you know, put it in the air. All stems. No stems, no six, no seeds. Some of that real sticky, icky, icky. Ooh, wee. I did not learn this. Pewter. I'm sure they're still in the shower. I've got this one. Pewter. Don't worry. Your incredible generosity humbles us, Lord of the Castle. We appreciate your abundance of paper, rich as it is in knowledge and history, firm as it is in the earth. May the soil of your mind nurture us as we travel. Special K. Y- number one. Thank you, friend. I nailed it. I nailed it. As he obviously thinks that that was a, the contemporary way of speaking when you weren't rapping in the the year of one thousand nine hundred and ninety. Yeah, you guys, you guys are are able to chill out here. Lift your mind is kind of drawn to that broken data stick that Indeed the admiral. It is. I was thinking about that when we were in the hospital, but then I realized no matter how good Doc is, he probably has no idea what to do with that. Does Caspi look focused at the moment? Uh, it looks like he... So he's actually booted up a, a pretty serious-looking data center. Um, and you can see him, like, he's kind of, like, plugging in, you know, it looks like kind of different hard drives and and uh, flicking a bunch of switches, fucking steampunk style. It's, it's dope as hell. All right. Not steampunk, cyberpunk. Cyberpunk I, style. I saunter up. To the special K. Mm-hmm. Special K. My man. Word. I have a bit of potentially classified information here. Mm, tight. I have no idea if it is or not, but it could very well be incredibly tight. Only one way to find out. Takes it and he looks at it. And he just goes, oh, okay. And he just puts it uh, on his desk and then he grabs uh, a like big kind of like heavy paperweight and he just <laughs> cracks it uh, and then you realize he's just cracked the outer casing and he he takes out the like the little you know memory stick in there and floppy he puts disc. It, yeah it's a floppy disk exactly it's four feet by four feet 
uh, he unfolds it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he pulls it, pulls out the, the little disc in there. Uh, it's floppy, I guess. And, uh, he puts it, uh, opens up obviously a con- uh, enclosure that he's made and puts it in. Um, and he is, you can just see immediately like a little bar appear on the screen. It's just decrypting. I'm just picturing like windows 95. <laughs> it's just like the little thing. Full of green bars, little, like the individual green bars that stack up. Exactly. 100%. It goes, it goes pretty quickly. He just opens it. He says, huh? Weird. Well, there's, there's a, a couple interesting things on here. Uh, there is coordinates to Kaku Sureta. Does um, that mean anything to you? It's like I try not to eat fish. <laughs> that makes sense. No, totally. Because you never know, right? Like, yeah. I feel like the synth fish always gives me the squirty yeah. bum. You're completely right, my grandiose intelligentsia amigo. Kakusareto is that? That's where Shinjitsu is, I think. Would Glade recognize this? Go ahead and make a history check. No. No. Mm-mm. All right. So uh, it's a place, not a fish. Yeah, no, uh, Kaku Sareta uh, is uh, the planet. Yeah, that's 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 where that that uh, Shinjitsu city was. All right, cool. Why oh. is there anything else? Uh yeah, it's a little bit. Ah, sweet. You look like you had a thought, Catherine, mm-hmm. or Juno, I should say. Well, Shinjitsu Station. Uh, the Shinjitsu like was the city. Um, it was like a planet side city. Okay. Um, Shinjitsu City. The it's the location of the yeah, the Shinjitsu tragedy. Yeah. So like the Kakusareta is the name of the planet. Ah, cool. He says there's also huh there's that information on a a ship. I don't know. This is all like accounting speak. I can't really make sense of it. Here there pops in the room. <laughs> <laughs> says, all I can see is the ship name. Accounting, it's, you say? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just dripping wet, <laughs> like fully nude. <laughs> no, no, so all clothes still on, but also mm-hmm. just wet. Okay, yeah, drip, dripping wet. A new, uh, a new. Let's a not new... make people roll sanity for <laughs> being. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, here. yeah, absolutely right. That's I, I should have a line. I should have a line. I'm okay. really um, into your. You have such, um, dr- drip. Gyoder just like <laughs> yes. looks at um, Caspi, just like kind of quizzically, like, I th- think that's the way his eyes are conveying, like, that's correct, right? And Caspi, drip? you can see his just questing, and then he pulls a, a reference book off the shelves. And then, like a leather bound reference le- book. Leather bound, yeah, obviously. Yeah. There's like the, the fucking uh, cloth marker it has the tiktok label on the front it does yeah yeah, absolutely and he uh, yeah he opens it up yes drip closes it you yeah so he is like do you accounting is i I have no interest in it let's me let's me uh take a look okay Uh, and i'd like to roll an accounting on this and i'd also like to roll a math and an economics for sure so you could do a combined roll um basically you just roll once uh and then Brian will say what bad things happen after that. <laughs> I will say accounting is kind of your deal, right? Yeah. So I, I will say that uh, economics is the deal. Accounting, I've got like a minor skill. Gotcha. Yeah. What's your what's your score in accounting? Accounting's 30, economics 75. Okay, that's like pretty significant. Um, I'll give you a bonus dice on this. Okay, for accounting? 
Yeah. So as you're as you're looking over this chart, you just see there's the name. Wait one sec. What'd you get? Two. Holy fuck balls. <laughs> no problem at all. You just need a regular success, but hell yeah. This is I in- prove God by looking at these one hundred percent. They're incontrovertible Heresy. proof. Yes. Um and it's just it's a, it's actually Caspi. Caspi is God. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the deity in this universe. Um we you, start saying on Caspi. <laughs> He's like, yes, it's happening. No, uh, you notice this file is specifically regarding the ownership of a ship. Uh, the ship is named the Violet King Henry. Violet or Violent? Violet. Okay. Uh, you, you see, everyone, this is a, this is a ship. Called the Violet King Henry, um, and essentially these are the transactions that show the ownership of the sit- ship. It's it's the ownership is actually divided between several um, uh, shell corporations, which are registered mostly along the outer rim, with a few in the Kuiper Belt of the solar system for tax purposes. It's fascinating, actually, when you get into there. You know, they've they've taken over the entirety of Pluto and turned it into the the tax accounting department of the the United Solar Council. It's Tremendous! It's a, a, a astounding work of engineering on a civil level. Anyways, it's a ship, and you notice that it's not fully paid off. But you, there is kind of like a an itemized list of what this ship has. Um, it's it's kind of described as like um like accounting speak for like a it's a fixer upper basically. But uh, a lot of the systems on it seem to work. Um, it's it does seem to have like issues that are kind of like itemized with like multiple attempted repairs of its gravity drive but it does have a working puny gate which is a pure uh, portified what is it portative unified near egress gate which is basically like a, a smaller version of the the gate so you can travel from system to system with the ship so it's capable of like interstellar interstellar travel uh, Lyft, you're you're a pilot, correct? Yes. Word. He gives you the thumbs up. I'm confused. Is Lyft the pilot or is Doctor? No, the pilot? I was. I'm learning the language. I'm being respectful. Ah. Of special K word. Doug has gone into the shower just for the sake of expediency. Lit, fantastic. Lit lift. That's it, what is this ship here? Is it on the station? Uh, well, I was going to ask you. It seems to me like there's something called a puny gate attached to this. Uh, it's there's, there's also been several repairs to the gravity drive, none of which seem to be functional. And I, I was wondering, why would that occur on a ship? Uh, to be brutally honest, I, I don't really repair ships. I just fly them. And this piece of information supposedly pertains to my broken mind. I don't remember anything about it. This is new for me. The name, the Violet King Henry, doesn't ring any, any bells. It sounds like it'd be a great performance name for someone, you know? Drag. Is, is that a piloting term? It could be. Drag is definitely a piloting term, but, you know, <laughs> not um, that kind of drag. You do notice 
um, like in these these files, yeah, it's it's not listed as being on the station. There is a a small shipyard um, that's it's almost like a junkyard that is kept in deep vacuum, um, maybe about like seven hundred or eight hundred kilometers. Uh, outside of the station and it kind of like orbits the station the uh, the shop uh there is like a, a specific uh the owner of this particular like junkyard does live on the station uh and his name is that i'm not making up on the spot uh frederico pick pick a letter somebody pick a letter m I thought uh, you meant his last name was Pickletter. Yeah. <laughs> Frederico Pickletter. That's, that's his middle name. Frederico Pickletter uh, uh, Montague. <laughs> I don't know this right now, but I think that is frighteningly close to the name of the captain of the, uh, like the, the police on the space station. Uh, Francesco like a, Marlani. Yeah. French, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Okay. That's so um, her cousin uh, runs a corrupt uh, chop shop, which is like, <laughs> honestly, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. 100%. Um, and so I relay that information to everybody. Uh, and I say that, you know, this is clearly some type of, of uh, accounting tax dodge is being run. It's where it's just outside the jurisdiction of the city. So it doesn't have to pay property taxes on all the ships that are stored there. Um, and I, I think that maybe there's something that we're not seeing from purely the accounting records here. I can't think of any reason why somebody would try to repair a gravity drive six separate times and it never be successful. All right. Well... And, and these records, they, they came from your, your former commanding officer, right? That is correct, yes. He was trying to help me with my frazzled brain. He sounds like a good man. I, I, I don't was. know how he got caught up in something like this. There, there's a difference, you see, between tax avoidance and tax evasion. And while I can wholeheartedly support tax avoidance, this, this smacks to me of tax evasion. I really don't think he was worried about the whole tax evasion thing which speaks to his character in some small way i presume however this was meant for me so perhaps this is his way of hiding information from those people who would look at it as though it was some sort of money laundering operation just for the sake of, and I'm not, this is not a commentary on whether or not you guys are on the right track, um, but just for the sake of clarity, I'm just going to remind you because it has been, for an audience member binging these, you know, obviously it'll be instant one to the other, but just for us recording, it's been like, I don't know, a month or two since we started recording. Um, uh, so I will remind you uh, of that the nobody message. would design a plot for a 12 se uh, episode series of space horror around tax avoidance and tax efficiency <laughs> <laughs> or would they <laughs> that was the real horror no 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 so I, that's what i'm saying this is not it is not actually any any commentary on that but i just wanted to remind you of like just to give you an added piece that maybe lift would think about something that tom might not remember um is the recording that you got 
uh, didn't just give you the riddle about the his feet. The very last line <clears throat> before the gunshot rang out was get the logs on your base implant checked. I'm sorry. And then a gunshot rang out. Caspi, you are able to boogie down with this piece of memory. Could you also uh, do the same thing with my my brain, the logs on my base implant? Uh, cybernetics. Is that an area where you dabble? You I've dabbled. I, I mean, I don't know, man. Cybernetics, like, if I fuck that up, that's... It could be bad. It could be very bad. I mean, I'll, I could try it. Special K. Be real with me. Mm. How no comfy cap. are you? How comfy are you with this idea? If it's something where you are feeling not particularly good, I would like to know. Roll the 95. How hard can it be? Mm. 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 Uh, I did get shot today. Lift. Yeah. Lift, if we were to rate your health right now on It'd a scale very... of 1 to 12. Uh, it'd be a 3. Uh, no. Caspi, <laughs> I am receiving advice from people who have taken care of me. No. Wade shook her head. I will decline your services. Shouldn't have told y'all it was 95, but it's fine. No, that's that's fair, though. He he just kind of says, all right, no cap, no cap. I uh, I mean, if you take, if you go to a, like a, uh, a normal, you know, cyber surgeon, because, you know, Ripper Doc is a registered trademark of Cyberpunk 2027, 2077. Yeah, if you go to a cyber surgeon, you know, they could just check that for you. Probably only cost you a couple hundred credits. All right. Thank you, Caspi. Yeah. Truly, your intellect knows no bounds. I it's will true. no longer restrict it with my menial tasks. As he's kind of finishing up with this, um, you hear like a, a printer uh, go off and he pulls down a map. He passes it to you. He says, huh, that's kind of funny. You guys are headed to Gizenshaw Station, right? Yeah. That's only like, I don't know, 15 light years or so from Cacasoretta. Uh, it's kind of funny. It's a funny coincidence. Hmm. Doug comes out of the shower and he's shivering. Uh, even though you can see there's like steam coming uh, out of the shower and he's just holding his head. I need a drink. I need something to drink. Piotr walks to the cocktail uh, station and um, makes Doug an octuple. Hi. Which What's is like a double-double, but then you double it and double it again. Oh. Uh, uh, and hands it to Doug. He goes, oh, wait. Uh, and just um, takes a single strand of his hair and squeezes it in so a single drop of hair dry just drops in. Oh, God. To what is otherwise pure potato vodka. <laughs> he, uh... And then garnishes it. With? With what? Hair. well doug just knocks it back just and he he kind of like drops the glass and he's holding his head he says out lift lift yeah buddy i'm right here kind of reaches i open the door i don't mean to open the door i just i closed it and i didn't mean to and I just okay, I keep seeing him and I hear everyone and it's just to see them the man in the blood red suit and I can't 
I can't get rid of him and I'm trying. Doug, 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 sit down. Come with me. Come with me. Sit down. What the I'm fuck's right here, going buddy. on with I'm him? With you. Just yes. lift. Come here with yeah, me. With I'm, me. I'm right there. Gonna take care of the boy. You can see he's gripping that rock you gave him so tight that you can see a bit of blood uh, dripping down his palm. You're okay. You're okay. Talk to me. Talk to me, Doug. Just, just be deep breaths. You can do this. What is, uh, what's Juno going for here? Like what's, what's her plan? She wants to do who she, she wants to psychoanalyze him. For sure. How would, how would like, what, like do like an assessment essentially is kind of what yeah. like Juno's trying to do. Yeah. How, what would be like, what's Juno's plan of action to do so? Grounding exercises and then to see where he's, where his mind is at. Gotcha. Sorry. I'm, I'm not being a shit, trying to be a shit no, about no, no. this, but just again, just looking for clarity. So like what specifically were, were you going to do to ground? We're, we're going to do it right now. Um, Doug, Doug. Sorry. Tell me what was, what was Juno planning? This is important. Sorry. Like, like going through a section of, of grounding exercises. So seeing where his mind and his body is at, um, and then getting him to try and ground himself enough so he can explain with some sort of clarity what is going on. And then from there I can guide him. Okay. Trying to focus him in the now. Yeah. As you go to open your mouth to, sorry, one sec. As you go to open your mouth to say that, he just goes, you're right. You're right. Focus on my breathing. And I need to, you're right. I'm focused on the heartbeat. And no, that's not what you were planning. And then you see him stare directly at you, almost like he's looking like into, like seeing like the back of your skull. And then you see blood come out of his nose. Oh. As he just eyes roll back in his head and he passes out on the couch. Doug. Jesus and that's Christ. Doug, no. Where we'll end tonight's set. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more thing before we uh, officially roll credits. Could everyone roll a D8 for me? Alex? Six. Regain six luck. Woo! Seven. Regain seven luck. One. Reroll the one. No, you stole my pencil. One. Sorry. Reroll it again. Six. Six. Regain six. Too bad. Luck. Take the one. <laughs> Too bad. Take five. Five. Regain five luck. Actually, lose five luck, Tom. Not Shit! <laughs> All right. That'll be us for the evening. Peace out, motherfuckers. Thanks for making it this far. This podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Brian Gashgarian. All the music in the podcast is composed by me. Special thanks to Carlin, as always, for her voiceover work, and to Alex, Leah, Tom, and Catherine for lending me their talent for this. You can find us on Insta, TikTok, and Twitch at The Stars Aren't Alright, or on Twitter at TSAA Podcast. As a reward for making it to the end, I would like to remind you that an octopus has three hearts, two pump blood to the gills, and one pumps blood to the rest of the body. Most of all, thanks to you for listening, and we'll see you next time.